This was perfect timing. The PlayStation thing just ended, actually, so this worked out very well. Yeah, I forgot it was. I went to play Spirit Island, and I came back to Twitter, and I saw everyone talking about video games, and I was like, "Oh no, I wasn't here for the beginning." And everyone's lagged from everyone else, and yeah, I don't know so what you- any. I don't know what anyone's talking about. I gotta look at this later. What the f- is going on down there? That PlayStation 5, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, if, it, if it looks attractive and it looks like I might want to take it for dinner, then I'll take your word for it. Oh, you'll want to take it for several dinners, let me tell you. I bet I could eat that PlayStation 5. <laughs> Listen, um, unless you're DJ Khaled, I think most people are going to want to eat that PlayStation 5. I bet I could eat that PlayStation 5. Ooh, I'm just boy. repeating it. Uh, hi everyone! Welcome to WTF and TFW. Uh, it is June the 11th, and uh, we're we're back on the, the thing again. Uh, the saddle, as they call it, on the horse that the the podcast is a horse, and we're cowboys that are riding in a town. I'm joined again by uh, my 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 local friend, friend of the podcast, local TCG scene uh, anchor uh, Hoopla. Hello, Yippee Kaye, as the cowboys once said. Dang. Dang diddum. I'm, I'm spinning in this rotating chair that I've once again plopped my bottom into. Yes, I brought you on because uh, I got Studio Series Scrapper and I wanted to talk about it with... Uh, I wanted to build off of our last conversation about all of the Studio Series Constructicons and continue doing so. Uh, which Continuity also, is good. Yes, and and if, if Overload shows up somewhere, anywhere... Uh, A, someone please tell me, because I always seem to miss it. And then B, we need to get together again and talk about Overload once we get Overload. I'm assuming you're getting Overload. Oh, yeah. I, like, feverishly, like, every couple days I check Amazon and just sort by new arrivals on Transformers. Just like, yep. okay, is he even up for pre-order yet? Because uh, Scrapper or Scavenger? I always, I'm like, I get them mixed up. It's Scrapper of Yellow One, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, like, very, like, waiting for him to go up. And when he did, I immediately jumped on the like hey he'll be out in two weeks thing uh and i'm hoping overlord will, will be kind of the same thing uh yeah. hopefully just like sometime in august maybe the latest even because yeah. people who got him early as it turns out have gotten him super early i went looking on ebay now that i had scrapper i did the dark thing uh and i went on to ebay to start digging around no sign of him no, no sign anywhere okay uh because I was like, you know, now that there's only one left, I'll do the dark thing. I'll go on yeah. eBay and start digging. But to, to no avail. There are just some very expensive scrappers, which is pretty funny right now. Um, and, and, a, and a whole bunch of bundles of scrapper with other Voyagers that I assume sellers are trying to get rid of. Uh, like not even Sentinel Prime, like the older ones? Uh, it is also Sentinel Prime, okay. but it is also some of the At older ones. New. Yeah. Uh, also, it was your, it was, you, you tweeted saying, oh, I'm getting the scrapper on Monday or something, which made me go, wait, how? And I went on Amazon and I was like, I want scrapper. So I ordered him like on the spot. Okay. Um, I'll make sure to directly poke you then if I notice him go up overload, um, and not just have you maybe rely on potentially seeing <laughs> one of my tweets. I mean, I always see the tweets, but, okay. uh, we, we are opening up with some on topic what we got this week, which is right. primarily is primarily Scrapper. Yo, Scrapper is really good. Uh, he's really good. I kind of want to talk about the couple crits I have about him first so that we can just completely gush after that. Are you, For sure. are you cool with that? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'd say his leg articulation is kind of like weak-ish. Yeah. 
where his like his knees really they do not bend a lot and they have they have two positions they have two they have like kind of open and kind of kind of bend but not a lot but they're always mm. kind of bending anyway just because they're sculpted that way yeah. um and i was gonna have more critiques but like i mean that's kind of it like his hands could do more but they're also kind of like big positives for me because they're so dumb yeah they're so dumb his hands well, it's uh, like, yeah, just kind of the leg articulation is the only thing I'm not super happy with. What, what's his, something that you are happy with? Well, I mean, his hands could could do more, and I, I'm going to agree with Bolt Matrix when he was on the the little hand that's five claws. Boy, it would have been cool. Yeah, if the egg beater could open up, that would have been really cool. Yeah. I I think we all know that that's that's starting to ask for something outside the realm of what's going to fit into a Voyager. I but, wanted to be really greedy and be like, I wish it like had a spinning gimmick. Oh, like you like cool. put in like you pushed a tab and it did like a like a spinning thing because it feels like that's what he would do. But yeah, like for a toy that is ostensibly like made to be an arm, like you, there's only so much they can fit in. So like I totally get why it is the way it is. Yeah. Um. And actually, to, to open up with the positive, kind of bouncing off the negative, what I'll say is after a day, I messed around with the legs more. They are absolutely limited, but the joints that are there, it's the thigh swivel and it's the um. That upper hip swivel when you move his crotch out of the way. Yes. Those, like, accomplish a lot more than they should, especially with the other knee position. And I think that the the thing that holds it together is the fact that his feet are gigantic, heavy, thick planks. So no matter what you do. Yeah, even if they're on an edge, that's like an entire, what, two-inch edge that that he is easily able to stay upright on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for a guy who's not, like, heavily articulated from the waist down, he cheats really well uh, visually. He also has has one of my favorite, like, articulation things where when you are, like, moving the leg um, out and in, like, the fact that the wheel moves along with it, like, it's, like, part of the articulation. Like, it just, like, on a Transformer, that's, like, so cool to me when, like, it really looks like, oh, this part of the vehicle that would naturally move is what makes the robot move as well. Like, I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and the those weird... Because it's those, those joints inside the hips, which, you know, they're technically for the hand mode, but they don't really do much for the hand mode. Uh, the more I mess with them, the more I'm like... Someone, so I'm not going to say visionary necessarily, but I'm going to say visionary. <laughs> Some visionary was like, hey, if we just put lots of weird hinges inside the hip area, you can approximate waist swivels and stuff. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's, it's like on Scavenger with the, with his gigantic um, conjoined series of, of hinges and swivels that make him kind of have a waist joint. Uh, like Big Wheel yeah, Man. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, when I was first missing uh, messing with him, I was like... Oh yeah, this the way his waist like comes in and out and like untabs must be for the arm mode. Totally isn't, you're right. Like really does not do much there. Um what I will say is this is not like a negative critique, but it's very funny to me. Like everyone's kind of already called out that his nose is painted and his eyes aren't. Yeah. It's just very funny to me that when you look at his box art, um which I still have kind of sitting near me because I haven't chucked it yet, um, his eyes just glow so much on it, on like the little head profile that they have on all the studio series like, where the paint should be. And I'm just like, it's just so funny to open him up and then, like, okay, so those are completely dark and his nose is red. I I, uh, I like the idea that... Because I've, I've, I've seen some folks say that, like, depending how you look at the art, that might be uh, ambient light and that might... Like, his eyes might just be down there in those nostrils. And I'm like, I'm like, it is a little... I mean, it's it's a Constructicon movie face and those are... They're already weird gremlin faces. I yeah. kind I kind of like how... 
he's got a mouth with eyes on either side of it, and then, like, an enormous amount of cranium that serves very little purpose. It's just, like, five sets of really angry eyebrows, like, stacked on top of each other. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I think I said in the last episode, these heads are, like, really characterful, but it's also characterful in the way where if his head came on upside down in the package misassembled, I'd probably believe that was also the correct way it was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, I just do it now. <laughs> it's, there's lots of detail, but, you know, it's just kind of, like, all meshed in there. It's not, like, defined detail. But he still looks really characterful, which is nice. Um, yeah. It's, it's just the fact that he's this big, like, bipedal Constructicon man who's, like, he, he's kind of, like, more on the normal Transformer side. But then also one of his hand is an egg beater, the other is a claw shovel thing. So he still has that, like, weirdness of the other Constructicons that yeah. I really, really enjoy. It's kind of funny, because for years, when his only toy was the Legends toy, it was kind of like, yeah, he's the normal one. Yep. And then Scrap Metal came out and was like, oh, this guy seems kind of like the normal one. Then we actually get a real toy of Scrapper, and it's like, this dude was never normal. This dude was like no. Slender Man. He's yes. assuming the, the form, the kind of shape of a normal bipedal transformer, but the more you look at him, the more you're like, you're not. Oh, no. <laughs> He can drag his right arm down on the ground as he walks is how, like, I, I'm not going to say misproportioned, but how, like, oddly proportioned he is. He just has this one massive long right arm. Also, so his, good. his arm articulation is so excellent. Oh, it's great. It has like, so many joints. It's so yeah. good. And and that the the big arm like has those little pinchy fingers like it's it's also the neck joint like on Scavenger. I, I love how they did the neck on this guy. It goes uh, up just enough and lets you get a just enough left and right. Where like yeah. he looks so imposing, like no matter then, how his head is posed. Well, and then the whole the whole neck can go down, but then the head itself can look down a little farther on the ball joint. Like he's he's full of emotion, uh, and, and like the more I looked at him, the more I was like, this guy looks like the leader of this team. Like he he looks he looks intelligent, he looks sinister, uh, he looks terrifying. Like he look and for some reason his giant arm makes him look like he's in charge to me. <laughs> Yeah, he he it it's it he definitely does seem like a dude that could like give around orders. I'm the worst of constructicons, and I think this is not entirely my fault, because I think in G1 they had multiple oh, this one's the leader. Yeah. Who is the leader of the G1? Is it Scrapper or is it, it it's Scrapper? So it's supposed to be in G1, it's supposed to be Scrapper, who's one okay. of the feet. But uh Hook has so much ego that they're kind of co-commanders. Who is it in the TCG? Who is the foreman in the TCG? Is it Hook or is it Scrapper? Uh, Scrapper. Okay, so then that's can Whatever the TCG says is what's canon to me, in it's my true. opinion. Um, so yeah, like I think it kind of fits that like, okay, movie Scrapper seems like the dude that like would... He's the most normal, like large one. Because obviously, yeah. like you said, there's like Scrap Metal who's, you know, he's small. So he's not going to be giving around orders. But like he seems like a dude that could like be like, all right, Mr. Pogo Stick, you go hop over there. Okay, mm friggin scavenger you're gonna go wheel over there uh he's like hanging out in the back like giving orders and like whenever someone gets out of line he just gives them the egg beater hand it's kind of yeah. like right on the back of their skull like a big noogie <laughs> um, yeah but kind of jumping back to the arm articulation i think you talked about this either, either on twitter or instagram you like did the video of um just once he's transformed how his i, I don't know what it's called under vehicle mode but like his um his shovel like moves up yeah. and down and how that's all his arms and his legs just yeah. all connected together. It's so good. It is so good. 
Yeah, and it's it's real simple science. It's real simple geometry. It's all these different pieces, and all they did is they have them locked together so that all four of their main hinges are in the same axis. It, and that way they me, move in unison. To me, it was like the amount of places his legs and his his other arm tabbed in on the shovel arm and mm. like the transformation that you had to do to like get all that into place. I was like, this is like an extremely clever toy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it definitely makes up for like the back of the vehicle mode being kind of like, okay, it's like not super like flat or even or like actual vehicle-y. Like it's, yeah. there's shapes back there. But they are not necessarily like vehicle shapes, but like the front is just so good and the transformation comes together so well. When I yeah. opened this guy up, I, I was just so happy with him. I was very, very impressed. It actually annoys me how much, you know, you know how it's sort of a nothing where they're like, keep moving the combiner peg around for all the different modes. Uh, yes. it, anno- it annoys me how much I do actually feel the need to move it up into the top position in vehicle mode because that, that's a hard, heavy joint and you have to move it 180 it- degrees from robot mode. It- like, yeah, it's it's hard to move around, which is, like, good, because you want it to be, like, a sturdy joint for the arm mode. But yeah. yeah, when I, I most of the time when I transform it, I'm just like, okay, I'll just leave it in whatever position it was already in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't deal with, like, moving that thing. It's just for bot mode, that means that the round bit is at the top and the back of the vehicle mode, and having that, that square peg on the top, like, something about that helps uh, the illusion of the back of the vehicle mode, because it's like, okay, at least it's a big flat thing up there, and not, like, a, a weird round obvious joint um also yeah the, the transformation the, the the way stuff taps in i even discovered like a couple days after i got him like the front shovel thing there's so many tab in spots the little scissor fingers have on on their little scissor fingertips have little rectangular tabs that go into the sides of the feet yep like the yep. whole thing just mushes together and it has like all the tabs also have that excellent thing on uh, I always say masterpiece ironhide is the one where I, I like to cite it the most where it, it like the tabs they don't just lock together well but it feels like putting them together it's it's like they're sucking in on each other and they okay. just sort of they kind of just fuse I'm assuming um, you mean G1 masterpiece ironhide correct Yes, yes. Okay. Oh no, the movie Masterpiece Ironhide and tabbing together are phrases that don't uh, belong in the okay. same paragraph. Um, that that toy is unfortunate. Uh, also, I ended up with like an extra chunk of one because I, I I it's a long story, but I have yeah. Like, I, a, I think I remember your return saga for that. Uh, yeah, that went places. Um, <laughs> but so, um, yeah, the, the transformation of this guy is so good that like I'm I'm going to echo what other people have said. Like even if you don't care for the movie aesthetic, like. I get it, and his robot mode is something to get to, to really get over if you don't like how it looks. But as a transforming toy with two modes, he is so good. He is so clever and pleasant and satisfying that it's really worth at least like checking one out if you have a buddy who's got one. It's uh, also really easy to just not notice the combiner aspect to him if you are just looking for a solid transformer. Like, absolutely. It, the thought will probably not even cross your head that this guy turns into an arm, like, once. There's no extra accessories that you're like, oh, well, this is only for the combined mode, so I feel like that kind of sucks. Or like, oh, this transformation step that I was halfway through, oh, this puts him into his arm mode, like, oh, well, that was a waste. Like, no, like, you will get him from vehicle mode to robot mode and just, like, probably never notice other than the fact that the peg is there. Yeah. Which is not even that noticeable, um, that he turns into an arm. Like, he is, like, a really solid standalone piece. I, I, I have to say, just, like, really quickly on his transformation, my favorite, like, quality of life part of the transformation is just how his, like, feet wheels have that one um, joint to, like, move them out of the way to... Hell yeah! 
get the entire shovel part like out of like out of their way yeah. to rotate them. It's just so nice that nothing like um like bashes against each other. It's so good. It's so yeah. Good. And yeah. The the only combiner stuff on this guy is the aforementioned very heavy ratchet peg, yeah. and uh his his inner hip joint assembly. One axis is kind of just for the arm mode, because the only reason you'd use it in robot mode is if you wanted to have his his uh, cod piece go erect and then close the hips together as though he'd just been punched in the testicles. Um, yes. Other than that... Which you do. Yeah, as as it happens in those films. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, like those are the only pieces of engineering that are dedicated to the combined mode, and... And the ones in the hips, for the most part, you're using as articulation already. And then I also, I made the arm mode. It's a good arm mode with very articulated fingers. Yeah, so like, it rules. Yeah, because a lot of the joints that his legs use for transformation also are finger joints. Like, he's just a very tight, very economically made piece that, like, benefits from every single decision made. Uh, and, it, and it, it, It's, it's kind of like while just how much like you dubbed them i think like the yellow trilogy yeah um the the three yellow dudes are just like like i think scrapper's the one to get but they all three of them are like oh you pick up any of these and you really aren't missing out um on having just a singular great transformer i think like um long haul definitely suffers a bit um rampage for sure um Mm. big wheel man like they are guys who like you want to combine them because i think they shine more as combiners mm-hmm. um the three yellow ones hightower scrap metal and scrapper like are just such standout singular transformers just like you could even just pick up the three of them and i think you'd be incredibly happy yeah absolutely and uh, and i'd put Mixmaster uh, uh like half step below those three as far as like figures that the combination part is not nearly as important to feeling like you got your whole money's worth yeah um, i think just him having a big face on him is kind of just yeah you, yeah you just know he's supposed to be he's supposed to be part of a combiner well on, on Mixmaster, you think hey why can't i do his cannon mode and then all the real estate for that is a giant head that's folded yes. up on his back and you're like okay he's a half step down but yeah, the 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 yellow trilogy, those those three are excellent. And now that I've got them all, like all six of them minus overload, like kind of just chilling out in a pile right now, I'm looking at Rampage and Long Haul, the two foot guys, and I'm like, you know, if you repaint both of them yellow, I might pick those up. So I just have like red and yellow Devastator with the with like yellow limbs, basically. Oh, like, like yeah, like a red body. And then yeah. yellow, yeah. Because you don't even really notice any of Mixmaster's silver parts on the, like, combined head part. Really. Oh, no, th- that 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 face, like, it transforms to get wider, and it's bright red and green. So, like, yeah. you, you don't really notice the Mixmaster bits. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, very, very impressed. Uh, it's kind of the last word I'll say on Scrapper for myself. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been transforming him, like, constantly for the last... Uh, nearly a week now since i got him uh and and it's it's like i want him to get repainted now so i can have one chilling out in some color scheme i don't want as a limb so i can just have like a, a scrapper chilling out with me uh and also i'll say i paid full retail for him off amazon and mm-hmm. i i don't mind i same same and i normally am pretty like frugal about my transformers i like to get them on sale especially mm. because of how a canadian dollar is and what canadian msrp is for them yeah. Uh, and I very rarely pick up leaders at full price. I will be picking up overload at full price. Yeah. I am I am ready to do that. 
The, the Devastator factor absolutely is a fraction of it, but what has also helped is that these toys have been, for the most part, excellent. Yep. And so it's like, I am I am absolutely prioritizing wanting to put a big, dumb combiner together, but I, I know that I'm, for the most... Like, like, Scrapper, I got the reports in, so I knew it. And, and really, it's only been the two leg guys who have been remotely um, ones that I kind of just have there for the team. And and so I know that while I'm assembling this big dude, like I'm gonna have a lot of fun with these individual parts as I get them, and uh and and like I know Sentinel Prime is really good too from all descriptions I've heard, but it's like that's why he'll be excellent when I catch him during a sale. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I do gotta say like masterful release schedule by Hasbro in terms of how they decided to dole these um, characters out. Yeah, where like you like no, you are not getting like a one arm Devastator. By the end, you are getting two halves of Devastator, and you need that last figure to put them together. Yeah, like you are, you are getting two legs. You are getting an upper torso, but you are not getting that lower torso, torso until the very end to put it all together. I, I also like that they opened with Scrap Metal, who whose debut was a lot of people going, "Eh, I don't know, I'll wait." And then everyone who got him went like, "Yo, this is really good." Yeah. What, what the hell? This is really good. <laughs> and now he's super hard to find, unfortunately, it seems. So so I saw and and I'm I'm hoping I mean once once they're all done, I am hoping that they repaint and gift set the hell out of that that those seven figures cuz like yeah. they also they're I think really good. Everything I've seen of the Devastator combined mode has me thinking that at least I'll I'll be able to make it look good and have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh I I'm I'm so happy with this thing. Um and uh and and yeah that's that's the only real on topic thing I have to talk about uh that that is Transformers toys um other than like uh I recently transformed Masterpiece Sunstreaker again for the first time in a while and he's still really good. Nice. Uh he's he's Very still nice. I I think he's still a high point for me in the entire Masterpiece line because uh, I, I was he he's been in car mode for a while in a very messy bookshelf that was a lot of stuff that was kind of just sitting around that I put in there and I realized the other day that that was over a year ago and that was supposed to be temporary um so I, I was trying to rejig some stuff uh but yeah he's he's still a really good transforming toy and uh yeah and any other transformers figure stuff on your end uh two I'll say two really quick ones because they're both cyberverse warriors mm-hmm. um so one is cyberverse warrior soundwave Mm-hmm. And he is pretty good. I actually like knowing he's going to be the only like competent sound wave from Cyberverse to get. I we had this conversation last time I was on the podcast. Like yeah. you kind of have to make a list of what are the ones you are going to get, where are the compromises you are going to make. I don't think he's that big of a compromise. He definitely is like lacking in some basic articulation. Like he does not have thigh swivels or waist swivel or bicep swivels, but he has you know elbow joints, leg joints. Um, you know, ball jointed, um, hips, ball jointed shoulders, no mm-hmm. head swivel, unfortunately. Uh, and his gimmick is like of the cyberverse warriors. I think it's like the least intrusive. Uh, he just has this big, dumb, translucent laser beak that like pops out of his chest like that. <laughs> and the part to activate it is completely out of the way. It's on his back on his, uh, kind of like the missile pod sound wave kind of has. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just this little radar dish thing you just push back. So during transformation, you're never going to activate it. It's actually a really nicely sculpted laser beak as well. So I wish it completely came out of his chest and you could just like keep, like keep it on his shoulder or something or his um or his arm. But yeah. it, it just kind of stays in there. So like it, it's like a dumb energy attack thing, but it's cool and his transformation is actually really fun as well. 
So Soundwave was kind of one of the breakout characters of Cyberverse for me, this interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm super happy to have him um, as part of, like, my little Cyberverse collection. And, like, I do I wish he was a deluxe with a Build-A-Figure piece and more articulation? Yeah. But oh, am I yeah. happy with him as Warrior for, like, the 20 bucks? Sure. Why not? He's he's pretty good. He's I, I definitely recommend him. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other Warrior I got was, I believe, Hammerbite is his name. I feel bad because I'm totally oh, blanking. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's I- Hammerbite. I've I've started to learn his name because I constantly in conversations would forget his name and just call him Aquaman, and then someone else would say Hammerbite. Uh, like, oh, thank you. Yes, yes. He's he's really high on my list because I've heard good stuff about him. Um. So, um, me and my girlfriend we were doing grocery shopping at a Walled Mart because she also needed some shoes. And where do you go for groceries and shoes but Walmart? True. And you know, I I. Made sure, stay six feet away from everyone in the toy aisle, but I did go over to the toy aisle, and yeah, the new warriors were there, so him and Starscream, who we left alone, because I was like, I'll pick up one today, uh, and we went up to the lady who scanned the things through, and he scanned in, was not scanning, uh, and she just put him through at ten bucks, and I was oh. like, I will take a ten dollar warrior hammer bite. Oh no, I'm very jealous all I'll, of a I'll, sudden. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, hey, we did not notice this until we left the Walmart, but... Uh, we were looking at our receipt, and I was like, this is weird. We only paid, like, $28 for groceries, shoes, and a toy. What happened here? And uh, my girlfriend's shoes scanned in at $0.02. Cents. So, okay, hey, $0.02 cent shoes and a $10 Warrior Hammer Bite. Pretty good Walmart trip. M-O. I-M-O. Um, but he's also really good. Um, same, like, suite of articulation. No head swivel. Not the best. But a really cool beast mode. And his gimmick's a bit more intrusive than Soundwave's because it's activated by pushing his right shoulder back. So that's mm. definitely something we'll getting him into a pose. Sometimes his shark head will just flop <laughs> over his normal head, which is kind of funny, honestly. And it's also, like, at least a fun gimmick because you can just have the shark head man walking around. Yeah. Uh, street street shark-looking dude. But Hammerbite, he was in one episode of the show. He was okay. Eh. As far as he- Cyberverse characters, to get an okay warrior, there are ones I would put above him. But I am happy to have him. He was like, like, kind of unexpectedly overshadowed enormously in his episode uh, by yeah, the dweller. There, like, it was way more of a plot episode than a character of the week episode. Yeah, which was like fine for me. It was a good episode, but yeah, he was not like the focus there. But yeah, he's super nice. Like, good paint job. Like, good, good, really good transformation. Actually, really fun to get him between uh, shark mode to like his actual robot mode. Um, mm-hmm. And hey, for ten bucks, like I'm not going to complain. He's, he he's really yeah. nice. Yeah, you can't argue about a ten dollar toy and two cent sho- two cent shoes. is really sticking in my head. That sounds like an <laughs> sounds like a nickname. Uh, two cent shoes. That's my that's my rap name. Yeah, it's me on the rap beat. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was a good Walmart trip. Good two good Cyberverse Warrior toys. I'm definitely interested to kind of like talk with some people next time we're able to talk to people again and kind of like get people's opinions on, Hey, what are the good warrior toys? Tell yeah. me what the good warrior toys are, please. And I will probably just pick them up. Um, or at least just tell me what the bad ones are to avoid, because I, I know there are some which are real bad, uh, yeah. but of like the, of the couple I have, uh, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. It's, it's easy to like the, the thing about the ones that are kind of bad is, is it was wave one where some of them were deceptive. Cause you'd think like, Oh, that looks like a joint. And it's like, it actually isn't. And you're like, Yikes. Oh, but like, some of the other ones that I've I've been told are bad are kind of like you can see it when you look at them, like uh, like Warrior Hot Rod for instance. Like you look at him and you're like, well, yeah, you look you look like you're made of shoulders. Yeah. And people people are like his shoulders suck, and I'm like, okay, that's what I figured. 
that's an easy one to walk away from. <laughs> and it, it thankfully, he has a deluxe that I like. A lot of other people don't. But uh, I'm happy with it. Uh, but yeah, I actually just had that conversation. <laughs> not conversation. I had that reply again on Twitter where uh, we were talking about Cyberverse toys. And I was like, I was like, the thing about Cyberverse I'm finding is like, I agree with, with qualms about some of these figures, but also it, it, there's the, the constant bullet point. This is also the only one that will ever be made. Yep. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yep. It's, it, it's hey, it's always worse when and none, and none was made. It, yeah. And there was just none, though, right? Like, when a character gets nothing, like, at least, you know, at least a bad toy, you can put it on the shelf. When there's no the, toy, oh, poor Astro Train. Yeah, there is one worse thing that can happen, which is Beetle Guy from the last season of RID 2015, where his only toy is half of a Crash Combiner that wasn't in the show. Uh, it's, okay. it's him and Bisk as a Crash Combiner, and they never met. Oh, yes. Uh, so that kind of Saberhorn, I think. that that That's kind of a bummer. Um, it's kind of you'd rather have nothing situation? <laughs> sort of, because I, I bought that thing in part because I was like, well, Saberhorn was kind of the primary antagonist for several episodes. I would like Saberhorn. Oh, boy. He also... Also, he turns into the legs. He doesn't even have a cool, like, alternate head sculpt thing going on inside of his oh, own geez. figure. He just he just opens, and it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for, yeah, as much as you can kind of, like, com- like lament Cyberverse as it was treated as a toy line, it, it just feels so weird that the last two Transformers TV shows have had such, like, hit in this, like, character selection in toy lines. Like, it's it's... I don't know if it has to do with, like, Hasbro not having the cartoon on their own channel like they did when the hub was on and the relationship of Cartoon Network, but it's just, like, really bizarre how much these, uh, the, the cartoon toy lines are not treated well anymore. I'm, it's I'm sad. sure... I'm sure part of it is also, like, the, the sheer amount of Transformers they're still making even through recessions and stuff and through oil cost changes. That's true. And, and that, you know, the the folks who go completionist, it's like, I I feel like it's been locked in. The completionist folks are definitely going to buy Generations. And so it's like, I, I, I kind of understand how the balance shifts, but it, it also is a shame. Uh, at least Cyberverse, like all of its toy lines, every single toy line had, had even through its gimmicks, you had simple figures that were kind of there to turn into vehicles and turn into action figures. Yes. Uh, RID 2015 had massive identity crisis constantly, uh, which I think prevented some, some figures from actually just getting a normal figure for the most part. Like, 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 you know, the Stunticons, for instance, a lot of them are crash combiners or part of that five part thing where, they're basically a limb that can stand up, and it's like that's that's fine, but also that's very depressing. <laughs> yeah, Cyberverse uh, kind of just had for its last season three really unobtrusive gimmicks, one of which was not even in the show, admittedly, but yeah. it, it definitely just had like Quintabon, Quintesson invasion, Energon armor question mark, and like the the calling, yelling Autobots unite or whatever thing. Which uh, uh, I think did, we're did, still we're still waiting to find out what on earth that ends up being. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think we're like, still about a month away from some of those toys coming out, <laughs> at least like on the online sites. But uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what's up with that. I want to yell at a toy. Why not? I mean, I want I want Wild Wheel and I want uh, Meteor something. Is Meteor, Meteor Fire is really Meteor Man? Meteor Fire is like such. A, I'm going to explain why it's a bad name because it's a it's a lack of of solid consonants. So it's really easy to say Meteor Fire and just go, yeah, it's it's him. It's it's Meteor. Like that's yeah. what it sounds like in my head. Because you go, there's an M that's soft. There's a T which is hard, but then it's an R into an F, and something about that where it's like that just doesn't flow. Uh, but it's he's a Steve very, Irwin. It, 
It's a very transformer name. It's a very transformer name. It's a very it's it's very it's a very hard shell kind of name. It's a very yes. it's a very hard shell kind of name. Um but yeah, other other than these three mans, um I mean I got my TCG box, but that's like not super kind of like toy related, so I don't know where we are at with that. I, I was gonna say, like I got I got I got my press box. Ooh. Uh and then uh and then I, I spent days trying to figure out where because i didn't pre-order a box because of various reasons involving both lockdown and and some other stuff uh and so i was trying to figure out like okay who who can i get perceptor from and i was messaging all the different stores and it was all like oh we had just enough for pre-orders or it was one of them saying oh yeah we have a perceptor if you buy six boxes you can eat that's our deal we're doing excuse me yeah Someone... i thought the top of box promo is supposed to be you buy a box you get the perceptor i think the tidal wave and arcana thing made it uh, a combination of it made it it made it a little more complicated and it sounds like a lot of places didn't get a lot of perceptors that's a shame uh so i uh, i still haven't figured the final one i that I, I heard from at the last minute was three kingdoms who said oh yeah we're doing all the promos but also this morning we sold our last box so we gotta wait till we get some more and i was like all right yeah uh I- I picked up my box from them, and I got every promo except for Perceptor's body, because they forgot to put it in my envelope, but they're holding it for me for when um, the pandemic is ideally over. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I was just really lucky where I think it was two weeks before um, the COVID hit. I was just like, okay, I'll pre-order my box now. And I just mm-hmm. put my money down, and I was just like, okay, I'll come get this at the end of March, or whenever it was supposed to be, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then four um, years later. Four years uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, so, like I, I'm, I, I'm really surprised to hear that it's kind of been like a thing to get the promos, but also I oh, guess yeah. not. Like the sh- the shipping must be like really messed up for everyone right now. Shipping's messed up. Also, the promos, even the BioBox promos, are WPN. So places that are not WPN, like Meeple Mart, just don't have them. That's true. Um, and then uh, apparently, well, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to name drop everything, but like 401 games, because they have some boxes left, I'll say uh, that I was told that they had just enough perceptors uh, and tidal waves for everyone who pre-ordered, but they've blown through all the perceptors now, and I wasn't quite clear on the tidal waves. Because um, also, it's it's really difficult to communicate with stores that are not focused on the game and then say, hey, so there is a two-card buy-a-box and a four-card launch promo. Also... One card in each of those is smaller than the rest of them, and, it's, and I, I feel like a crazy person when I'm talking yeah. <laughs> in, in these messages I've been sending. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to. If, if I, I mean, I also still don't have Lord Megatron or Galaxy Prime, so I'm, I'm not like this is not the one missing. Uh, this is not the one hole in my collection so far. Um, I, I mostly would like to track down Perceptor because he seems really interesting to play with, whereas Galaxy Prime and Lord Megatron are interesting, but not like not as critically interesting to me. Um, but uh, I, I did want to say I, I did pop open my box. Ratio seemed real nice. I got like I think four or five rare big cards and a super rare. Um, yeah, same. And- I think I got four or five rare bodies. Um, like not counting rare heads and um, mm-hmm. and SRT as well. Yeah. Who is your super rare? I forgot. Uh, R- Roadbuster, same as yours, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Which is, looks... like, weird. We've, we've gotten the same super rare, like, two waves in a row. I, I also was watching the Harry Tarantula singles market, because uh, it, it has fluctuated multiple times. Oh, has it? Uh, yeah, they, they've sold through three super rares. Someone bought a $100 Night Racer from them. That People shouldn't do that. 
Yeah, cause I, I, not to say they shouldn't be able to make money on their singles. Absolutely, they should. But I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, where, where are you going to use that night racer? Where right, you, like, you, where you could not have just printed a proxy right now. <laughs> like nothing's going on. Like I'm so like I opened my box and I was so happy, and then an hour later I was kind of like I felt depressed because I'm like, oh, I don't actually get to play with these cards. I'm uh, yeah, I I, uh, I did um, make a point of sleeving everything and organizing it into my binders. I still have to break down all my wave four decks to put back into the binders, so I have like my full palette to look at. Yeah, full three um, cards. I, I did notice I'm actually missing a lot of battle cards. Like I don't have any of uh, several battle cards, which from this wave. Yeah, from this wave. Okay. Uh, that's because I opened two belligerences and two of the other one. Ooh, I think. And you. I, I also opened. Money. A, I opened like two other rare play sets, so I'm like, that's where my rares went. But yeah, belligerence on Harry Tarantula, twenty five Canadian dollars per card right now for belligerence. Yes. They yes. have and they have five of them. Uh, which surprised me because they still have five of them, and I assumed whoever spent a hundred bucks on Night Racer, there was another one too. They had a Whirl for a little while. Um, they had another one hundred dollar one, and both hundred dollar ones went. And I was like, really? Okay. Uh, I'm at the point when looking at filling in holes for like this wave where I'm like, I've not even had a chance to play Turbo or Sealed or Draft or anything. Yeah. It just feels wrong for me to even like. Like, I, I get your position where you got a press box, like, oh, let me support a local store and buy a box to also get my promos. Makes yeah. sense to get the two boxes. I'm like, I kind of want to build up my collection by actually playing the game again. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've uh, almost ordered a box a couple times from somewhere that does not have Perceptors, because I'm just like, I really want to finish off Sky Shadow and, and see, and, and like, at least Singleton finish the battle cards. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm like... If I order a box, I'm like, I'm making it myself do this. I'm like, it has to be from Three Kingdoms for two reasons. Like, the least important one is that they have Perceptors, but also they are the most supportive store still. And yeah. they don't have the online shop presence that every other store has because uh, they just opened there. So I really would like to. Um, but no, the, the actual set, like, the only thing wrong with the set so far is that, uh, who's it? Topspin costs no stars. Well, that, um, what's wrong about with that? I can play 20 top spins. I can't believe they broke the game like that, letting people run 20 top spins. The, the other thing, Autobot bias. The, the other thing I heard is that apparently there is... I actually, I have not looked into this because I've only opened one box, and I and like... It's when the game is is something I can go and do every week. I'm more interested to look into weird things like this. I'll fully admit, but apparently there is some weird stuff getting reported with the collations because now there's like, like the small card that's not a battle card having like multiple rarities inside of itself in two separate forms um, has resulted. Oh, like the stratagem and like head. Yeah, that they it's not just commons and uncommons, but there's also rares within those. Yeah. Uh within both of them. Um and you can kind of see it in the Harry Tarantula listings if you just sort by price. Some stratagems and some heads seem to have become very expensive for what they are. Yeah, for um, things that you only really need one of, especially the stratagems. Yeah, like uh the the two I can think of, Ominous, Sky Shadow's head is at least 10 or 11 bucks. Canadian. Glad I pulled him in my first box. And uh, Cosmos's stratagem is, I think, the most expensive stratagem I saw. And that cannot possibly be for gameplay reasons. Yeah, that must so, be, like, just, like, it being a collated weird. Yeah. Huh. I, um, I need to, like, look at what I pulled to see, like, what heads and... St- I feel like I got a lot of the heads and stratagems. Weirdly, I didn't get any of the, um, like, the Autobot and Decepticon-specific stratagems. Those were ones that I was actually, like, 
hoping to get because they seem just very yeah. like universally useful because you can play them with most characters. I, I got the clobber stratagem, but not the volcanicus one that I want more. Uh, although I've been told the clobber one is excellent, but I don't have clobber. Uh, but apparently you can do a lot of fun stuff with that. Um, I did get Swap Heads, which makes me happy. Like, it doesn't sound like Swap Heads has been a game-breaker on the... Like, I appreciate that there is at least a vague meta that's been happening through webcam play, so I can kind of get a few impressions. It doesn't sound like Swap Heads is really, like, broken in there very hard, but I'm happy I have it, so I have the option to, like, play around with that mechanic. Uh, Uh, I will say, like, definitely Roadbuster was not a feel-bad SRT pull, but was, like... Well, I would have probably preferred any of the other SRTs. Yeah, um, yeah. but I, I, I agree. I had a very specific. I was like, "Oh, I want Night Racer. I want her. She's the SRT I want the most. I definitely want her." Um, but now I think Pounce is the one that I want the most. Like, full stop. Because I've seen some gameplay videos of him, and he seems real goofy. Yeah, uh, and he seems like just anyone. I'm like, oh man, like a secret rare, uh, secret rare, a secret action deck like focused on him seems real, real cool. Uh, yeah. and that's he's kind of like the one that I'm gonna be hunting for um like hopefully like checking prices uh, he's definitely the card I'm looking for the most how about you do you have like has, has your opinion changed on like the SRT you want the most at this point I still really want Night Racer or Windsweeper um because I, I'm just really into the decks that they either enhance or promote because uh, it's either Night Racer would go with it with Shockwave and I love the Shockwave deck uh Windsweeper is is still keeping alive the slipstream jet stream that I have loved playing since wave one and always back off on after a couple games every new wave. So uh that it's just a it's it's what do you call it? That's my little mountain that I keep dying on is what yeah. Windsweeper promotes. I, uh, I will say I definitely see where you're coming from with Windsweeper there. Um but yeah I, I just really like the idea of an SRT that's like a cheap eight star character oh, that yeah. does just fit into lots. He's not like the focus of the deck, like so many of them have been since since wave one, basically. Um, mm. He's like a utility more so than like the tower that you are building up. Um, so yeah, I'm like, hey, I am excited to play this game again at some point. Me, me too. Um, the the one other not to not to go back to bummers, and this is not really a bummer. It's just like it's it's a funny coincidence. Um, in a time where I'd love to to play the game solitaire more. And just, like, you know, build decks and kind of just bash their heads together a little bit. Uh, with Wave 5, I feel like secret actions have so much more presence and permutations. Yes. That introduces more hidden information, which is the one thing that makes Solitaire, I find, harder to get into playing. Because in, in Wave 3 and Wave 4, like, secret actions were there, but, like, you could just uh, run a secret action deck, you play that deck, and then the deck you're playing, quote-unquote, against could be something more aggressive that's, like, kind of just headbutting you over and over again. Uh, and I don't know if there are... Like, I gotta look into more at some point, like, what the decks are that people have been running in the, the higher webcam play tiers, but, like, I feel like secret actions are so everywhere that I can't really just run solitaire decks at all uh, without having to you know, get into character as the other deck. <laughs> yeah, I think it was also easier as of Wave 4 to say, playing Solitaire of yourself, I can, like, pretty confidently say I feel like my opponent knows what secret action I was going to play anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, when I go to the other side of the table, I'm like, okay, it's fair that I know it. I, like, yeah, I played the one that gives me tough three. Like, yeah, you, you probably know that's the one that was played. There are so many now, and Sc- Spymaster's Ruse makes the ones that weren't viable so much more viable. It really would be hard to say... I mean, okay, my opponent, me, just put down the secret action, but 
And like, it, I have to yeah, really how pretend. Do I, how do I pretend <laughs> to play around this? Like, it could have been anything, but yeah. I know exactly what it is. I, I will say, for people who are interested in the TCG and for yourself, um, Wreck and Rule, uh, those fun those fun guys, those played, a, played a secret action deck Joe did against Brian. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was Pounce. That was Crankcase. That was um, Fire Drive. Um, like, look for that on their YouTube channel. Really, really interesting and fun deck. Definitely recommend checking out that video. Oh man, yeah, I gotta, I gotta catch up on some gameplay because, because you know, lockdown has made like, like, uh, I don't want to pretend about this. Like, lockdown has it sapped a lot of my energy for the TCG for quite a while because it, 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 there were less opportunities to play, and I didn't have, I don't, I don't have a good webcam play set up, and I'm still way behind on figuring out octagon although cameron um has, has been helping me from arbitrary hero uh got me the link to the latest octagon stuff nice so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get back into that at least although i'd prefer to do webcam so i can run with physical cards but uh yeah i've, I've just been behind on a whole lot of stuff um because all i heard was like sky shadow perceptor is a thing and i'm like okay like maybe that explains why people who don't have a lot of perceptors have kind of reworded his buy a deal um but you know it, it, it. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm hoping I can. I can get my brain back into this because opening up those cards and sorting them away, I was already getting kind of buzzed to play with more decks, and uh, especially seeing all the common mini bots um, for the Autobots in the common slot. I was like, there's so many more, you know, not tournament winner type. <clears throat> excuse me, type decks. I want to try running now with all of these new like low star characters, um, like more four wides and five wides. Um. I but, was even pr- I was even pretty impressed by like um, how many oh there are actually three headmasters on this team because I thought that was just not going to happen. I really yeah. thought people would be limited to one or two just because of star cost, but like there are some pretty clever one star head low cost body like teams that I'm really itching to try out. I, I also really want to try running a team with Octone and a Decepticon Autobot combo hi- uh, headmaster, Ooh. so I could use both uh, oppressives with them. Oh, pr- oh, yeah, opportune and or opportunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, both opportunes. opportunes. Yeah, uh, I want to because I've always wanted to run both of those with Octone, uh, and it always just seemed it always presented itself better to run him with two Decepticon Battlemasters. But I'd like to start experimenting with running him with a pal who can make use of both opportunes because uh, I still really like Octone, and as as it has currently been ruled, Octone seems to like kind of break the safety net of the headmaster coming off because if you're the active player you can decide when simultaneous actions happen and, and it seems like that's still under discussion to some degree yeah. but last report is if you're the octone player and you knocked out their their character you can dictate the head turns into a little guy who i then zap with the bounty For three damage or three damage right yeah uh no two yeah. damage two damage two. still that can ko some heads yeah so it can, it can KO good. some of them. It can, it, and depending on what you have set up, like it can just make their life awful. Uh, depending on how they get, like it, if you do two to one of them, that still has some health left, but you've got like the secret action set up that'll hurt them for having a weapon, and they possibly need a weapon to remotely pull off the end game turnaround. Like I don't know. Uh, it makes me happy that Octone is still so relevant because he is one of my favorites, if not my fave from mm-hmm. w- Wave Four. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's that's a little bit of TCG chatter. We both opened cards, and I wanted to talk about some cards we opened. Nice. Uh, 
Also, they revealed, I guess, the PlayStation 5, and there were a bunch of game Whoa. trailers and stuff that showed up as well. And we have a little two-topic topic list here I want to hit. One of them is just today they revealed a new Transformers uh, video game, first console Transformers video game in like half a decade. It's going to be the first one available on the Nintendo Switch as well, even though like they're just saying PlayStation 4 right now. And I'm like, is there is there a console exclusivity window on this kind of dinky-looking game? Because that is... <laughs> <laughs> the trailer I watched had all the main consoles like at the bottom. So like you okay. know, like in the like the end screen, they would show like the Switch logo, the Steam logo, the X Bone logo, the PS4. So yeah, it's weird that the TFW story mostly mentions PS4. Maybe that the, was just like the press release or re- like it was like a Sony reveal or something. Oh, I, I was looking at the thumbnail, that's why. The thumbnail also only showed the PlayStation logo. Okay, yeah, in the full in the full trailer, like at the end, it shows all the consoles, which was which was good. But yeah, I saw I saw some chatter on Twitter of people being like, "Oh, it's weird, it's PS4 only." But then, yeah. like, I'd watch the trailer and I was like, I, "What are you guys talking about?" Because I'd love I'd love to play a fun little Transformers game on my Switch, uh, and it's it's using Cyberverse uh, Evergreen. Like, so I'm going to say Cyberverse graphics. Um, it's Cyberverse, and it's weird. Like when I saw the Starscream Cyberverse jet like fly at the beginning of that trailer, I was like. Wasn't this show canceled? Why is there a game based on it coming out? It's it's because they're also the evergreen designs. Like they're they're in that Monkey King um Transformers cartoon that they're doing in China. Okay, uh, it's, really? It's the, okay. it's the Cyberverse uh, models that are alongside those those guys. So that makes a lot more sense because it's definitely Cyberverse RC and like Prime and Megatron. Like it is them. Yeah. To a T. I, I'm actually the like I I didn't see the description at first, but when I looked at that little trailer, I was like, oh, this is this is season 1.5. It's when they're fighting on Earth before the show skips past them fighting on Earth. Uh, but apparently, apparently it is, like, the description is, Megatron, guess what, Megatron's after the Allspark and Bumblebee what? and his friends uh, need to stop him on Earth, but eventually you'll go to Cybertron. Whoa. Uh. Whoa. What a premise. Here, here's the thing. It also was an overhead view, panning over a city, as characters were engaged, all, various different character models were animated, engaged in combat, but it was a very top-down strategy game looking view panning over it as it happened uh everyone was moving at a very kind of rts looking pace um and so the question is is this is this a a fancy looking mobile game or not so yeah i have not played earth wars but in my head this is what earth wars has always been like you've played earth wars is this is it like does this look like earth wars this looks better than earth wars okay but like gameplay like let me just say i'm just gonna say like like hey full respect to the developers like maybe this game is actually better than what the teaser trailer is showing. This is a pretty not great teaser trailer, y'all. No, it is not no. the most flattering thing. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it, Earth Wars has better trailers, and Earth Wars has worse looking gameplay than whatever we just saw here. Because yes. Earth Wars trailers, they just animate the models in close up. Uh, Earth Wars is like, um, oh, what's it? That uh, Clash of Clans game where like you're you build bases, but during gameplay, you almost are doing nothing. You're okay. you're deploying robots and they just start walking at stuff. In so it's AI. not StarCraft, is what you're saying? No, Earth Wars, I think, is what do you call it? Terrible. Um, oh, okay. It's uh, it's kind of fun, and then the way they develop the game is built on whales. 
and and militant clans, and it it uh, it, it is very not fun. Uh, after well, presu- presumably this won't have microtransactions, so that should already be a, like a point in its favor. That should be a step um, up. This also, if this involves you, even if you just click on a character and then say take one of these three actions right now, that's already better gameplay than Earth Wars. Okay, so that's to me like I actually think the idea of a top down. A uh, real-time Transformer strategy game is a really good idea for a genre for a Transformer game. Like, mm. like actually, like, controlling an Autobot Decepticon battle and, like, having, like, a team of, like, eight or nine Autobots, like, whatever, go against a Decepticon base. To me, I'm like, that feels like Transformers. That, like, feels like you could, like, using your mind's eye, imagine an episode of the cartoon while doing this. Like, it's like, it feels like a good fit. Um, but again, this trailer just... It doesn't give me an. It's a teaser. It doesn't give me enough. It just shows me, hey, there are certainly robots here, and they are certainly fighting each other. It also shows but, Optimus pointlessly knocking a tree over to to get into a parking lot. Uh, like he just drives through a tree at the end before he transforms. Hey, you, you don't know what that tree said to him earlier. It, it's like you didn't, get, you didn't get the full picture. It's like, is this why Earth didn't miss y'all when you left? <laughs> I mean, apparently, according to the press release, there is supposed to be a big focus on environmental destruction. So maybe (laughs) they do get kicked off halfway through the game. People of Earth are like, "Hey, go take this to space, guys! You 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 destroyed the bank one too many times." Yeah, that's that's why people actually tuned into the live stream of a funeral when the Decepticons did that because they're like, "Well, you know, (laughs) they were like, oh no, what are we going to do this time? What are they going to destroy? Uh oh." Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that the game turns out fun, especially if it turns out like a really good light, um, kind of, like you said, like kind of top-down strategy game. Like, that seems perfect for the Switch. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. if this is a budget title. Like, if they're like, yeah. oh, hey, this is like 20 to $40 MSRP on release, hey, why not? Yeah, I, I'd love for something that looks kind of like a mobile game on a PS4 or an Xbox One that that also then looks excellent on a Switch. Yeah, I, it's the thing about this is this would be way more feel good if we had gotten a couple more Transformers games before this. Mm-hmm. But it just feels weird being like we haven't had one since Devastation. Yeah, and this is kind of what like if it was like oh like three even three years ago we got Devastation two and this is kind of like oh hey you just got like the big like budget Transformer game this is kind of like the smaller one to keep the brand relevant in the video game scene I'd be like okay yeah sure whatever but it does feel a bit like. Oh man, Transformers is finally making its way back to home consoles, and it's with whatever this is. Yeah. Um, again, I'm trying to be optimistic, but teaser I, trailer not the best. I wish we saw a UI because the way yeah. the teaser trailer looked without a UI, the the lack of a UI is what made it look so much like a, a upscaled mobile game. I uh, I definitely think what's missing from this equation is hey, what was this week supposed to be? Uh, I forgot. Okay, it was supposed to be the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Oh, it's June, you're right. Yes, God. and what I think was supposed to be is this teaser was supposed to go up, and Hasbro was going to have a booth with the developer at the show floor, Uh-oh, come well, play could... it on the show floor. Yeah, And yeah, there'd be a bunch right. of gameplay footage, and like we'd really understand what this game is, but there's no E3 for that to happen, so they're just like, eh, just put the teaser trailer up, people will play it eventually. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of like where we're at with this. Oh, I just noticed, sorry, I noticed on the TFW story, there's an update with uh, box Ooh. art. Okay, the box art is nothing. But there's, there's <laughs> okay. guess what? The box art is the logo on oh. a box. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's final. I'm sure that's final. Uh, and I was about to say the screenshot looks like it's just a screen cap from the end. But no, there's some close-up shots 
where the camera is at a much better angle, uh, it is totally Cyberverse. Holy crap. <laughs> That's Windblade. Right? Okay, so I'm, not, I'm not crazy, right? This is just Cyberverse. Yeah, that's Windblade fighting, uh, I think, Nova Storm. Uh, the purple one's yeah, Nova Storm, Cyber, right? Yeah, pur- yeah, she's purple in Cyberverse. I was just doing Seeker research last night. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, these are the Cyberverse Seekers. This is the most Cyberverse it's ever been. I mean, that's that's that, Cyberverse Shockwave with his frown and his extra extra little this, head on top sorry, of his head. Can you go back to the Windblade screen cap? Yeah. Can you look at the car on the left for me? Um, Yeah. It's sinking into the ground. Um, ooh. That's that's, ooh, that's... A, that's what I'm kind of talking about. Is like the also the car on the right is also sinking into the ground if you look at the tires. Oh yeah, it's just knocked over <laughs> like it's like gave it a pass. Yeah. The other one is just poorly parked. That that's my main thing that like makes uh, that and that that top down perspective. It just it cuz I hate that mobile game is used as You know what? Look at the close up of Optimus and look at the tire on the car. She was right. Let me see. Let me see here. Oh, hit <laughs> the bumper. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, boy. Hey, Actually, the look- gameplay could be fun, though. Yeah, gameplay could be good, and gameplay I don't want to I don't wanna harangue the graphics, because I think, I think no. it's like, this is coming out in a bunch of consoles, the one you probably want to play it on is the Switch or your PC. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I hope, the actual I- Transformers models look okay. Yeah, the Transformers look good. There's just, just yeah, lack of polish. Um, actually, if you look at Grimlock breathing fire on Shockwave and look at the clipping through all the different layers of fire and steam, like that's real. <laughs> so actually, look at the look at the red car behind Grimlock and how it's kind of half more than the wheel is oh, clipping yeah. through the. <laughs> As you can see, environmental destruction is a focus of this game. This tells me that these are in-engine shots, which makes me yes. happy. And it's this tells me that they can at least move a camera that close to the engine, which makes me really hope that you can move the camera that close. Because another thing about Earth Wars is you can barely zoom in. Everyone is the size of a breadcrumb in Earth Wars. Uh so yeah, is if you can in, if you can interact with the characters during gameplay, that's already a step up from Earth Wars. I you, really hope it's voice acted. I hope so too. I hope all of the Cyberverse cast. I hope the Cyberverse cast, and I hope that all of the writing team get to have hands on this thing. To some yeah, degree. I want like some really like kooky like I want to hear the same five dumb one-liners from Starscream whenever he's in battle, and I want them to be voiced, and I want them to be like, I'm happy I'm hearing the same thing five times in a row, because yeah. like at least it's fun. Um, man, these textures on these buildings, are they are rough. This is... Ooh. Yeah, uh, the the more that I, like, I opened up saying, oh, I'm glad that the camera moved closer, but you know, maybe I'm not glad that the camera moved closer. I feel like you could zoom in, but I'm pretty sure for a top, it's a top-down, like, tactical game, you're not supposed to zoom in this close. Yeah. Like, you are not supposed to actually be seeing these character models that close, so that might be part of it. It's a shame, because like you said, and I'm looking at them more and more closely, like, the character models look pretty darn good. Yeah, it's the environments. Yeah. I guess part of it is if there is a lot of destruction, it's hard to do, like, really highly detailed models that can also, like, have physics that will, like, be destroyed. Like, it, that's actually really difficult to, like, um, program. That's So what... I, I I can see why. And if there are a lot of maps, like, if there are only, like, three maps and it's, like, the moon, Earth, and Cybertron, that kind of sucks. But if there's, like, a bunch, I can see why these are less detailed. That's also why I'm thinking, that, like, or why I was saying, like, oh, clearly an engine. Because, like, if everything's clipping around like this, but also the environment is completely destructible, the first thing that everything's everything's going to do when it's flying around and flipping over is clip through stuff. 
Yeah. So uh, also, also the game is out in October. I was just about to say <laughs> it's not out like tomorrow. So you know, bear that in mind too. And yeah, I, I don't want to be like utterly poo pooing the thing because I think it, it it shows a lot of promise. I would love to see what gameplay actually looks like. I'd love to know what gameplay is because uh, that's the real thing. If they if if it is interactive throughout the game on a granular level, then then I'm into this. If it is set everyone's command AI and then every now and then pop a power up, then I'm going to fall asleep. Uh, um, two last things, I guess. One really surprising the news story says this was announced at Toy Fair. I do not remember that at all. I vaguely do, but it was just a logo. Um, so I didn't mean Googled, anything. I Googled the developer um, to see outright games, to see some of the things that they made. They did make that pretty good Steven Universe game, like Save the Light. Oh, I heard that was good. Yeah. Which was pretty good. Um, like, and the OKKO OK game, like, they definitely do a bunch of licensed stuff, but they made some pretty okay licensed stuff. Yeah. Um, like, I have not played the Paw Patrol game personally. Um, so Paw Patrol fans in the thread, please sound off that that game is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they made a bunch of the Adventure Time games um, and the Steven Universe game, which I genuinely enjoyed. So I'm That's like, good. I'm, I'm confident. Sure, yeah. I'll give this a try. October, why not? Why I not? got I got one other um, positive thing to throw in as far as like having some optimism. Uh, everyone's reaction to this is the same reaction everyone had to the Power Rangers fighting game. And that when, game's great. And uh, yeah, I haven't played it yet. I have heard that that game kicks ass. I heard that FGC names have gotten behind that game as yep. being a very good engine. And that game that, could be at Evo. That like it's legit. I need, yeah, I need to play that game because uh, also they keep announcing new seasons of of character reveals for that game. But yeah. remember this, like every reaction I'm reading here, this is how it started for that Power Rangers game, and it turned out to just be a very good fighting game. With you know, the, the it, it, at a glance in trailers, it looks a little bit mobile. But then when it was played, it was granular, it was deep. It people could could have fun with it. So hopefully that's the same story that pans out here. Um, yeah. And again, you know, if it's a if it's a budget title, like not sixty dollars, like hey, I'm I'm even way way more into it. Yeah. Also, you know, we it's been it's been over a year now, but Transformers got a good trading card game, so really anything is possible. Yeah. You know? It's got a real good one. Why not? Hey, why not? Let's get it. Let's get another good Transformers video game, y'all. I'm I will give this a shot. I will definitely give this a shot. Yeah, me too. Like, like I said, the only thing that would make me just wait and watch someone else is if they say that it is full-on uh, programming AI and then just watching them go. Uh, I don't think it will be that. I think there will be interaction. Yeah. But uh, but we'll see. Um, and then we've got one other topic here I want to touch on. Um, there's been a bunch of toy stuff leaking out. Straight-up classic uh, 2000-style photos of toys and bags and whatnot. Um, and we're going to hit some of those uh, in the next episode, um, the, the the little swack of them that showed up a couple weeks ago. But this one, I want to talk, talk about the first one that appeared. Uh, I get the we- good news story. This is the good one. Yeah, this, this is a good one. This one's so good. They're Earthrise corpse action figure. <laughs> yes! Sleep mode, sleep mode, sleep mode. Uh, what really won me over on this one is when we saw the robot mode and that they actually did a new head sculpt to the make it so good. It's yeah, so good. It's it's not even like oh this is sleeping Optimus Prime. This is this is stealth. This is injured Optimus. No, he's dead. Uh, his his ears are all bent up. His face is cracked apart. One of his eyes is bigger than the other one. He's he is a corpse. Uh, I, I I was like oh man I kind of hope they do the trailer like the uh, the MP was like the translucent one but I yeah. kind of like how they did this one even better like did complete grayscale like it looks like the trailer is dead as well 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I more so kind of wish the trailer wasn't included because then this toy would be cheaper than however much it's going to be, but I digress. Yeah, I mean, th- I-, I thought for a little bit that this was just the figure, and I because and, on my phone, I didn't really look at the trailer closely. I thought it was just Earthrise Prime's trailer. Yep. And so I was like, oh, are they able to separate that toy out? Because I assume it, they couldn't. It's probably and, gang-molded. It's probably gang-molded. Yeah. I mean, me and Aaron, thanks to that Unicron update, like, we we were talking a bit like, an episode or so ago about how, like, we got a, you could get a good look at how modular the molds are now and how they're, like, mm-hmm. they're templated and they're in segments. And so that and seeing just this robot for a while made me think like oh maybe maybe i'm wrong in the best way and they can actually just do the figure but now he's got the he's got the trailer um but no the color scheme is great the the new head sculpt is absolutely perfect like i i I love that head sculpt uh it's just a bummer it's a leader price toy that's a very fun playable toy of the toy when he is a corpse so it's really good but I also don't know if I actually want it because, like, what do I do with it? <laughs> you you have him laying down. You you put him to na- you put a little blankie over him, little bedtime cap, and you have him take a nap. Optimus Prime he's asleep. nap mode. He's in sleeping mode. Do you see the photo someone took of him just like splayed out on the open trailer? Oh yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> um, this... I hope he's packaged like that. It's just I... him like face down. <laughs> I-, I wish we got more dead. Optimus Prime toy. I am like now that we have two dead Optimus Prime toys. Every third party that has done like a Legends Optimus Prime or like whatever needs to put out a Sleep Mode Optimus Prime. This what needs if, to become like a what new if trend. I, what if I told you they already have announced and showed those like oh since God. last year? <laughs> oh wait, really? Okay, I, I guess I'm not keeping up hard enough. But good. Uh, unless okay. I'm misremembering, I'm really sure at least Magic Square. Maybe it was for their larger one, but I'm really sure Magic Square was doing a lot of colorways on their two Optimus, like the the big one and the little one. Okay. Uh, and I'm really sure it. Dead Mode was one of the colorways. Um, yeah, and since we are in this bubble of an episode where the news is just this, um, man, I'm just gonna, like, make wild predictions. Wouldn't it be crazy if, like, we're getting such a movie-centric Optimus Prime repaint because they want to do, like, a 1986 movie line? The boy, That'd be why, crazy! That would be, that would be nuts. Whoa. Like, if I... If I had been watching my Twitter and seeing people going like, whoa, there's a number 86 with the Studio Series release, must be Studio Series 1986, I would have said, also, Studio Series is nearing the actual number 86, and that seems far more likely, uh, until, for instance, like, what if hypothetically Hasbro then put up a placeholder new piece of artwork of Wheelie riding on Grimlock's back, yeah. implying that this uh, leader class Grimlock and Wheelie thing might be Grimlock and Wheelie from... You know, I we, think it would be really cool if they made a new Cyclonus. I'm just going to say that as a prediction. I think that'd be really cool. He absolutely deserves a new a new shot at mm-hmm. the toy. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. It'd be, that'd be nice to see. Uh, and 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 you know what? I bet you everyone would be welcoming it with uh, with open arms because we we have not gotten enough G1 lately. No. Um, it's about time Hasbro made figures of the 1980s Transformers Generation One characters. Y- you almost the fans think- have been asking, folks. You it's almost, about time Hasbro made an Optimus Prime toy. If they were going to debut, uh, hypothetically, a 1986 Studio Series line, boy, that would need to be introduced in a very uh, crafted, in a very specific way, because obviously the first thing anyone would say if they just heard the concept is, isn't that just Generations? And and boy, it would be a bummer if the way it got revealed was someone just taking pictures of toys in bags and, and people digging into, um, you know, retailer listings because you can just keyword search stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad we're just predicting that they could potentially do a movie line because I, I definitely feel it would not be the best foot forward 
for it just to leak out. That would be a real shame. Yeah, because it, it would sound literally like Earthrise in a lot of ways. Earthrise, which has a Galvatron on the box art that implies, oh, there's probably going to be a Galvatron in Earthrise. It has a... It has a I'm trying to think... Did, hmm. I was going to say Skylinks, but Skylinks isn't in the 1986 Transformers film. No, no, that so, would be inaccurate. Uh Skylinks would be inaccurate. Is, Skylinks is from season three. That means he's G two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that boy, that would be interesting. And boy, I bet everyone would, would. I mean, if it leaked out, people would probably not react nearly as warmly, for sure. But sure, surely this sleep mode up this prime is just a one and done. Um, serious, like I, I'm assuming this was going to be an SDCC thing. Yeah, we're, like we're, where we're I'm at. close to that month. You know, it's when they would have them ready to go in the first place. Yeah, like I think you know it'd just be like, hey, you whales out there coming to San Diego Comic Con. You remember the Transformers movie, huh? I buy this, you I, whale. I I, just, I I forgot where. I think it was a Magic the Gathering thing I, about whales because that's a big problem with magic right now. Is is a lot of stuff aimed at at paper card whales. And I remember hearing some anecdote in one of the videos I watched about how it's like you know they don't they don't call them whales to their faces. And I remember thinking like you know what though I bet that they could and they probably would actually make more money. <laughs> they, yeah, they they'd still buy stuff. That's how big of a whale they are. Like if they leaned in and went like, hey whales, join the whale club. Join the you whale know? club. <laughs> be a be a fellow. Be the be a, be the biggest whale. Be it, yeah, whale up. Bl- hey, blubber up, whale club. Hey, be a beluga. <laughs> Prepare them blowholes to sh- to s- spurt money so we can put these cards in you. Um, you. You know what else I think whales would buy? Mm-hmm. A G1 Devastator box set. But surely the Studio Series uh, Devastator box set we're going to get is the, is the uh, Revenge of the Fallen one. That'd oh, be crazy I'm... for them to do a G1 one. That'd be crazy. Only I mean, Wales would buy that. I mean, they already did a G1 uh, Devastator box set. It was called Combiner Wars Devastator. He's, he's, he's Masterpiece Scale. Uh, that would be, be ridiculous. Uh, uh, I need to stop making these off-base predictions. They're just, none of them are going to come true. Yeah, yeah. We gotta. Hey, hey, everyone, settle down for a second, all right? If you, if you all don't settle down, I'll start giving my summary of all the problems with Magic Gathering product collation of late. Whoa. And no Whoa. one wants to hear that. No Whoa. one. Whoa. What are these guns in the in the new story Optimus is holding? Uh, I didn't look closely at them at all. These that... are not the ones the toy comes with. What are these? I don't they must, reckon... they, they must, they must, They have the leader Optimus holding a weird sword that he doesn't come with. I'm assuming they just gave random weapons. Oh, that's that's Titan Returns Windblade's sword. Yeah, these are just random weapons. <laughs> okay, I was like, what is going on? Why is this here? Yeah, Titan's Return um, Windblade Sword is actually one of my favorite pairs of swords because they combine into a large sword with a seat. They're pretty cool. Uh, so also probably the best Windblade. It is one of the two best Windblade Deluxes. Uh, I think it's a tie between that one and the Rid 2015 one. So uh, a, qu- a question for you about this sleep mode, Mr. Yeah. Chris Vangelis. As a Canadian living in the current times, what method of release is it going to take you to get to get this? Slash, do you even want to get this? Uh, I, I don't want to pay money for this. I would ah, like okay. to. I'd like to just have this appear under my Christmas tree, okay. um, be, because only because it is it is a, a, a an excellent figure. It's an excellent convention souvenir. But like I said, it's 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 a personal problem I, I've had with the idea of sleep mode or dead Optimus figures. Is I feel like I'm paying a lot for a figure who's not supposed to be doing anything. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's, so it's a very good concept, and I think it's, like, if you think it looks cool and you want to pick it up, I'm not saying, well, you don't make any sense, but, like, for, for my own taste, it, it's, like, it's in a weird place for my own taste. Uh, it, I, I sure, I'm I sure, assuming, oh, go on. 
was gonna say, I, I sure would love to just like walk into somewhere like a, a video game store and and just purchase one uh, at my own whim with perhaps some kind of a membership discount. Um, so yeah, I was gonna kind of lean into that where, assuming this was supposed to be an SDCC thing, um, I'm just that like that just makes the most sense to me. Um, I'm guessing this is just gonna go up on Pulse at some point. So if it shows up at EB Games, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But it's always kind of hit or miss with uh, Transformer stuff, I feel, what shows up at EB and what doesn't that are Pulse exclusives. Yeah, and uh, and if this was... Oh, wait a second. Sorry, I just saw something here. Uh, this is okay. a new reply. Earthrise Alternate Universe Optimus Prime Sleep Mode Prime now up for pre-sale on Amazon US released <laughs> July 15th. Boop, 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 boop. Breaking news. Uh, One let... X... Oh, Chris TV. TXV. Yeah. XV. I know them. Uh, it is okay. It's it's called Alternate Universe Optimus Prime. So oh, it might click, it on, might click on the listing. Click on the listing. It's very funny. Oh, it's, it's Nerf arrows. It's Nerf. So y'all want some Nerf? <laughs> it's it, oh, it's Nerf op, Nerf Universe Optimus. It's Nerf for, real? for nothing. Uh, also, it says it's Transformers for War for Cybertron Alternate Universe Optimus Prime. That doesn't mean it's the Sleep Mode one. Yeah, but it also is a perfect place for it to show up if it is. Uh, I also like the idea that the, the the dead body is called Alternate Universe Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. This is the Alternate Universe, where he got shot and died. It's like, oh. Because I, I, I just don't think they would do this and also do a Shattered Glass Prime. So, or it they, has to be. Or they could. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is... Hmm. Developments have happened. Yeah, develop. Hey, developments. Developments have. Oh, you already did that bit. I'm just okay. Never mind. I didn't don't just do the beep 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 bit. You all have to don't forget steal that. Steal my bits. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, hey, I'm not. What's the phrase? Seth Buzzard reference. I'm not going to mencia your bit. That's a 2008 2009 Seth Buzzard reference. Boom. Um, um, I, I know my history. Uh, but I guess to be continued on this news story. Hopefully, yeah. um, next time you record, there'll be some updates. Are you feeling uh, down for like picking up Corpse Prime? If it's on sale, I don't think I'd pay full leader price for it because I've already I, I paid full price for Optimus Prime once and yeah. was disappointed by the trailer, but really happy with the robot mode. I'm not ready to pay full price twice. Yeah, that's the other thing is also like it's full price for a thing where I think the trailer sucks, <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't want to like yeah, just like you, I don't want to buy it a second time, even though the good bit is also really good again the bad bit looks really kind of boring again so yeah uh unless there's a surprise in that trailer like if you open it up and it's like hey here's uh an even more decomposed optimus prime uh like sculpt you open it up in dark dark awakening dark awakening prime is in there yeah oh i'd be down for that coming out yeah i want some dripping optics that'd be Uh, pretty good but uh, yeah, those are that, those are our two little topics I wanted to hit: video games and action figures of, of dead bodies. Yes. Um, that takes us into uh, our little uh, little off topic. What else we got this this time period? I still put this week because it's funny to me now. Uh, section. Uh, let's Whoa. talk about some some off topic stuff. Sure. Um, I got some off topic stuff I can talk about. Have you got some off topic stuff you can talk about? Yeah, I kind of like took inventory of some things that I've gotten since April when we last did this. So. You want me to go first? You want to go first? I'm, I'm down. You're one. Uh, you, you, if you have an action figure, you go ahead. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any new off-topic action figures to dip on. I feel like I do, but I can't. Oh, no, I do. I oh, totally whoa. do. Okay, yo, whoa. I totally do. I'll go second. Okay. You go first. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go first. Um, I got kind of like, I think, 
right soon after we recorded, or even I was maybe waiting on the box before we recorded. Um, I, I did a, Mandor- a Mandarake order for like the first time in like literal years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in it, I got some figure arts, one of them being the Renewal Tatoba O's SH figure art. Hell yeah. Um, hey, I, the only other, like, um, what is it? Um, Shokaku Seisho? Like, I, I'm probably butchering oh, Shin- it. Oh, Shinkocho Seho. Yeah, Shinkocho Seho. The only other one of those I have is the Agito, which is also really good. This O's continues to be really good for that subline of figure arts. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they definitely earn their fancy boxes because these are such, such nice toys. The, propor- the proportions are incredible. The articulation is so fluid. Um, I definitely feel like uh, Bondi Tomashi, they put in extra love on their rider figure arts compared to their other sublines because every mm-hmm. time I get a rider figure art, I just feel so good about it. Like, yeah. they, are so, they are so killer. Uh, and having just recently finished O's for the first time, I was like, okay, I really want to get this Tatoba. And it was actually priced decently well on Mandarake, considering these um, renewal common rider figure arts can kind of skyrocket in price mm-hmm. um which is scary um but yeah i'm just really impressed by it like i i even think like for having a gimmick um with the uh the form change which i haven't been able to take advantage of yet but it's not intrusive at all i don't feel like the figure is floppy because it separates into three portions it's really good yeah and and the metal change in the belt is the best belt gimmick but at figure scale they've ever done in my opinion because uh, the metals actually lock in and need a tool to be popped out Okay. And that's a huge step up from the Gaia memories, uh, for instance. Yeah, or the switches from Forza, which yes. would also just kind of, like, plop out. I think the reason mine was pretty cheap was because the dude who either sold it back to Mondorake or just stocked it there had already put the metals in. Yeah. So they were like, well, this toy has been forever destroyed because it's the metals have been steam. taken off the sprue. So here's, like, 15, 20 bucks off. And I was like, okay. The hell yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah, Gata Kiriba, the green one, is out, but is difficult to find. He disappears before I get to read the alert emails. Yikes. And and I think part of it is because in the show, when he uses Gata Kiriba form, O's kind of turns into like 50 copies of himself. Yeah, the two times and, he did it. And I think people are trying to do that. Oh. Come on, y'all. <laughs> y'all should get one good SS got to Kiriba, one good renewal, and just get a bunch of the old ones to be on the ba- in the background. Exactly. Because like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the old ones can be... The, a, the old O's fig arts, in my opinion, still look fine. And B, yeah. like, yeah, you only need the one nice one in the front. And I might be wrong. Maybe people people gave up... Like, I say people were, were talking about army building that one. I, I actually don't think anyone possibly could have done it. No, no, it doesn't seem feasible. Uh, but yeah, he, he's kind of just difficult to spot right now. Uh, and it sounds like Rata Rata is, I can't remember if he's out already or not, but most of the O's forms are happening, but also happening as, uh, made to order. Yeah. Except for Ta- Taja Duel is normal, right? I believe. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, another thing stopping me from wanting to pick up something I got to Kiriba is, um, now that when I'm on Modrock, I'm like, oh, I kind of just want that one figure art. And with Sal being down right now and EMS being down right now, I've not been wanting to DHL from Japan a box that has a singular figure art in it. Yeah. Um, because that, <laughs> that is not a good shipping experience for me. And I've, I've had a buddy go like, oh, you should, yeah, if you want to get a figure art, just, you know, b- pile in enough stuff to make the shipping worth it. And I'm like, I can't impulse. I, I mean, I have impulse snapped a triple digit before, but I'm trying to teach myself to stop. Because yeah. it's a very bad idea. Well, because especially <laughs> with the Canadian dollar, you're, like, turning in a package that's going to be, well, it's $100 for, like, the figure art. Oh, 
and like with $30 shipping. Oh, but I don't want to pay $30 shipping. Let me spend $300 to make the shipping seem a bit better. That's like, yeah, spending a lot more <laughs> just to make the shipping seem not as gross. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for postal systems to be normal again before I do any more importing. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of stuff sitting with uh, with AmiAmi that uh, actually I still got to because all the AmiAmi payment requests for my Soto pre-orders have said they they bumped the payment deadline to like July, I think. Oh, that's that's nice of them at least. But it also means that I went like, oh, I'll do that later, and I've forgotten about all of them, and it's June now, um, so I need to actually go through and go like, okay, I know I have at least three things sitting there I got to pay for still. Um, and HLJ has put indefinite uh, timing on how long you can leave stuff in private warehouse, which is nice. Um, I actually, I had O's, uh, Soto things. Uh, I got a message from HLJ that they got bounced because they sent them with Sal and then Sal went down. Uh, so they just put it, they gave me credit for the shipping and put it back into the private warehouse. Oh, that's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the only thing that's lost right now uh, in limbo is I had a F- SH Fig Arts, uh, Kamen Rider Vulcan from the current show and he shipped and his tracking confirms he shipped. And that's the last I heard from him. Okay, I have him. I'm waiting for Big Bad to get him in because I missed him on the Bluefin site. I'm yeah. assuming that's where I don't know where you're getting him from. Actually, like oh, no, one I, of I the got, Japanese sites, probably. I got him from uh, AmiAmi. Yeah. So when, when because I missed all the pre-orders, I didn't bother with any of the in-stock from Japan because I was like, well, this is just this isn't going to ship. This is just not going to happen. And again, yeah. I did not want to do DHL for a single figure art, so I was just like, okay. I've, I've not done a big bad order in quite some time, but let me maybe get a couple figures, like I got some Dragon Ball figure arts in there, and some Beast Toys just like in a pile of loot waiting for uh, Vulcan to come in. Yeah, and my, uh, my Rising Hopper as well from, uh, my, from my, an American friend. My, my Vulcan shipping, it was a uh, registered sale. Um, posting collection happened on April 22. Okay, and, yeah. and then uh, dispatch from Outward of Office Exchange happened on June 3rd. So, oh, uh, so that will come then. That's gonna that's yeah, gonna show up. It exists. It's just it's like I don't know when it'll show up. <laughs> yeah, especially especially Canada Post as well has been real slow recently. So oh yeah, I, I keep ordering a thing now and then from a place in Mississauga because when lockdown started, it was like forty eight hour shipping because it's in the same yep. general area, and now it is usually ten to fourteen days shipping from Mississauga to here. It's buck wild. <laughs> it's crazy. Also. And, and- yeah, I got I got to throw this out there. Ken Noisemaze very kindly uh, has sent me his Zombicide stuff because that's a game I wanted to try out, and, and he, okay. he he played it a lot when he was working IT and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I want to thank him more once once you know it's all said and done and put together. But it's been a journey, and I got to give a shout out because we've both been watching it. He shipped it. Uh, where did this Where does this start? He shipped it on on four twenty. Whoa! All right. Why is that a number you called attention to? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but, so it shipped on 420. It was two packages. One of them showed up about a month later. Okay. The one with all the minis in it uh, shipped on 420. Um, today, <laughs> no, on on, uh, on the 4th of June, it was processed in America. Wow. <laughs> I then, thought you were going to say processed in Canada. That's rough. No, today, it was processed in Ontario. Ooh, so it's going to be stuck in that Mississauga uh, sorting center for a bit, probably. Yeah, me and Ken are real hype, but I haven't broken it to him yet that being in Mississauga actually means it might still be a couple weeks. Yeah, I've been... <laughs> so we've, we've had some orders um, from my girlfriend's Etsy shop that have been, like, in Canada. Um, some, you know, some some local folks have been ordering some stuff from us. Local folks and ordering I, from you. I know, it's it's wild. Um, but I'll, I'll check the tracking, and it will be like, expected delivery, end of day for them today. 
Not out for delivery, though. Still item process Mississauga. So I'm like, Canada Post, what are you, what are you saying for the past week? Every day, they're like, no, it'll, it'll get there today. So they on mine, they <laughs> stopped doing that. It, okay. It'll be ships out of Mississauga. Um, expected arrival tomorrow. And I know that won't happen. So for the whole of that day, it'll say expected arrival today. And then at the end of the day, it'll say expected arrival. Date pending. Uh, you know, it's hard to complain. There's a lot going on in the world. But yeah, it's there's, there's, like... there's good reasons for it. Um, which just, is just don't say it's going to come today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just funny because like they they added date. I've never seen date pending until these last couple months. So they they added in the date pending thing, but it doesn't activate until after the initial should be twenty four hours thing fails. Yeah, uh, uh, I think my favorite thing on the site right now is the due to COVID nineteen our like assortment facilities, blah, blah, blah. We are ensuring safety. Our call centers know just as much about your items as the shipping information you are seeing. Yeah. And like, like preempt people from calling being like, hey, what's up? Well, and it's, and it's always been that way, but it was amazing to see Canada Post finally show their hand that all their front-facing staff, don't to get a little real here, all their front-facing staff has have access to the exact same stuff we have access to. Yep. They just present it as though they have better access so that you get mad at the front-facing staff and not at their entire system. Uh, Canada Post front-facing staff put up with a lot of garbage that they don't deserve to put up with, and it is Canada Post as an organization that puts them in that position. So I'm just saying that, so fellow Canadians, take it easy on the front-facing folks. Direct your anger to the organization because uh, all those front-facing folks, their computer systems, when it's five o'clock, for instance, and, a, and an outlet's supposed to turn off and shut down, even if they're in the middle of processing something, and anyone, you know, any normal person would say, "Oh, can you just finish this though?" Since we already started, uh, their system locks them out when it's closing time. Oh, yeah, uh, it's not their choice. That puts them in a great position to get yelled at, and I think that's horrible. So anyway, uh, just putting that one out there. Um, I, I anyway, Common uh, Rider O's figure art, pretty good. Yeah, I, I got a Bandai high end action figure myself. Ooh, what is this? Uh, I, I ordered this thing back in October. Um, it okay. was the the Bandai Cross Games Workshop uh, Primaris Intercessor Space oh. Marine. I'm very interested to hear about this. Uh, I'm actually really glad you brought this up. I'm very interested to hear about this. Did you? Did you I want, I'm going to go grab the thread if you don't have it. Did you see the photos I, I put up? Oh, I, I, I looked at some of your photos. Those are some. Those are some killer photos. But please bring them yeah. back in so I can look at them while you're talking about. I'm going to go. I'm going to go dig up. Actually, I'm going to go to my Instagram because they're all in one post there. Ooh yeah, uh, get them off the gram. That's that's easier. Uh, let me go to desktop Instagram, the most frustrating website on the planet. Uh, it's in two posts. I apologize for this. Oh, wow. Uh, here, I'll, I'll post the lewds first. Um, those have the steamy filter. And then we'll do the regulars. <laughs> yeah, but okay, these are a bit different from Twitter because they do have the filter. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, a, good, that's, a, that's a solid dab. That, I was proud of that dab. Uh, I, I, I took the lewds first because also this is coming right off of like a fresh round of people who are way into Warhammer 40,000 and way into Space Marines getting grumpy about uh, any kind of progressive statement from the Warhammer um, community website. So yeah. the moment I got the Space Marine in, I was like, well, especially in light of Space Marines kind of just being genetically engineered fascist foot soldiers, I have to make sure that I fully emasculate this figure a as soon as possible. Good. Um Good. So, uh, yeah, this is this is the legendary Bandai Space Marine figure. One of the most obvious things that, that Games Workshop could ever do, which was a limited run capped at 9,000, and it probably will only ever happen once. I'm um, so blown away by this still. Like, I feel this was not communicated when the figure was announced at all. 
This figure has uh, tripled in value on the aftermarket. Um, if you want one, apparently get ready to pay somewhere between $200 to $300 for one. I'm good, thank you. I mean, it that's is... just the Warhammer experience, though, right? Just super expensive. Yeah, this figure is not worth... Two, two, this figure was 120 bucks when I got it. Uh, I think this figure would have been great at 100 At 120 at the at the low production run, I can see how that happens. Uh, there's So this figure had a lot of paint-stuck and glue-stuck stuff when I got him out of the package. Um, I basically... I saw evidence of dried super glue, because you, you know when it leaves that kind of white residue? Uh, I could see yeah. evidence that stuff was put in the package while the glue was not yet dry, because that white residue had vaporized and formed on some of the surrounding areas of joints that also were happened to be the ones I had to do a lot of work to unstick. Uh, or get... Uh, I had to get a lot of shock oil in there. Um, I had to do a lot of work on this guy to make some of his joints usable. Um, and once I did... It's a pretty darn cool Space Marine action figure. I like this figure. He's very heavy for an action figure. He's fig art scale, okay. so he's he's a, he's a bit is he bigger. An, is he an Ultramarine, or I'm like so like divorced from Warhammer? He, he is an Ultramarine. Like, uh, oh, he is an Ultramarine. He's okay. an Ultramarine. He's a Primaris Marine, which is the fancy new Space Marines that are better than the old ones. Um, How new is this? This idea of Primaris? It's a couple years ago, I think. Oh, so definitely, I got out like mid two thousand. So yeah. Oh this yeah, is, this is this was this in the late twenty tens. That basically the you know how the space marines all had primarchs who were mostly all dead. Yes. Uh, so the ultramarines primarch, it turns out, was in a room for the last century, uh, in stasis. Uh, he was woken up by a, 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 a vaguely, like, probably good, but also out-for-himself tech priest. Uh, okay. So Ultramarine's uh, Primarch, Roboot Gilliman, uh, <laughs> along with this tech priest, basically in a locked... He woke up, uh, and in a locked room, they created the next generation of Space Marines. Then Roboot Gilliman, whose name I love saying, um, it's R-O-B-O-U-T-E, by the way. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that. Uh, he reveals himself, says, I'm not dead. Also, he opens the, the door behind him. Here's one billion brand new space marines that are better than the existing ones. That's so I, dumb, but I love it. Me and my friend here made them. The, the thing I love dumb. about Raboot Gilliman is also as soon as he showed up, he basically went, he looked at the Imperium, the, like, the, the, the pseudo-religious fascist omni thing that it is. Okay. He looks at it and he goes like, what the hell are you all doing, you fascist monsters? <laughs> so he then, he marches, I'm kind of paraphrasing, he marches towards his father, the Emperor, like on the Golden Throne, the corpse, you know, who can't talk to anyone. Yeah. And basically closes the door behind him and has some unheard conversation with his dad, to which he then angrily leaves the room and goes like, well, I'm going to go sort some stuff out. So Robert, I call him, I call him Robert Gilman. Uh, he, he, he's become to me the audience XP of Warhammer 40,000. He was asleep the whole time. He wakes up and he's like, you guys are supposed to be like a, an atheistic logic driven unification of humanity but you've turned into a medieval toned fascist self-destructive nothing <laughs> but no one's listening to me they all just keep looking at me because i'm the son of god what and i know my dad's not a god and i'm telling you all he's not a i don't know i, I like what, what they he, did with him 
Was he asleep when it was discovered that the Emperor is a false god and the portal to the chaos needed to be opened up by one of the Emperor's other sons? Or was he, like, awake when the war started with, like, I chaos space I think... I'm gonna get a lot of this wrong, I should say right now. Okay. I haven't read any of this. I just heard this from friends and looked at Wikipedias. Chris, uh, whatever you say now is canon, actually. You will not get anything wrong. I believe he was awake for for enough of it, and okay. then he got, he got comatosed... And everyone thought he was dead. Okay. Uh, that also, I think that opened the door to them. Uh, not A, the Primaris Marines meant that they could start having brand new Space Marine models all over again. Um, that also meant that, like, uh, like Marnius Calgar, the head of the Ultramarines, uh, they got to do a new model for him because he went like, well, I want to be Primaris. So that, that makes him, like, another foot taller or something. Uh, this figure looks really cool. Um, so yeah, this this figure, uh, it's got it's it's got it's a it's a very nice high end Space Marine action figure. I had to unstick tons of joints. Uh, yeah. The hip joints, I still don't know if if two of them are locked, but the the hip articulation is a little bit limited going outwards because of the nature of the Space Marine body armor design. Right, of course. Uh, but I really like this figure. I wish that this figure was easier to get. I wish that um, I didn't have to say, oh, if you do end up spending 200 to $300 on this, you also might need to do NECA levels of unsticking joints and taking yeah. risks of, of stuff being being cataclysmically stuck. Several ball joints also had the classic SH fig arts, oh, this sounds like a ratchet joint. Oh, no, but it's not thing, where if you Ooh. don't lubricate that joint, it might eventually it's just snap, snap its own stem off. Uh so don't buy this figure be- unless you can get him for what he originally cost. Uh, because McFarlane has a-, a Space Marine coming out at the end of this year who's going to be 20 bucks. Yeah, and probably bigger than this one as well. It's probably slightly bigger than this one. Probably not as heavy and probably not, not as articulated. Or, or well-painted. But still articulated enough and also 20 bucks. I-, I will say, like, just looking at your photos, I think what's most impressive is the head sculpt and the paint. Like... Yeah. Paint is really crushed. Like the red on those eyes is so so good. The paint like, is awesome. Uh, the fact that they did like um, you know like like the the shading on the inside ridge of the shoulder pads and stuff. Uh, it, it's really well done. It is not just the light. Like they actually did a a, a two tone you know paint job on this guy. Um, and his he comes with you know three sets of hands. Uh, he comes with a gigantic. Bolt gun, which is slightly oversized. I checked with some folks. Uh, it's it's supposed to be ridiculously big, but they still made it ridiculously a bit too big. Um, and he comes for with a me. Kni- oh, sorry, gone. He also comes with a knife. And uh, here's okay. one bummer: the knife and the gun have nowhere to go. And I feel like a space Ooh. marine would have a place to put a knife and a gun when he's not yeah, using like a, them, like a peg or something, like anything. Nothing. Uh, that I could find. There's no I, mean, I guess so. There's when also, is space, when is a space marine not using his gun? When he's using his knife. I yeah, true. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Got uh, me there. There's also no instruction book with this figure, and given that all of the articulation is kind of unique in how it's designed, I think this needed a user manual. God, it would have been so good if the instruction booklet was just called a codec too. Yeah, codec codex. <laughs> codex action figure. Because like he so has good. he has torso and waist joints. I had to get in there with the flashlight on my phone to figure out if they were ball joints or hinges so I'd know whether or not I'm supposed to figure out if they can tilt sideways or not. They don't. That's unfortunate. They, they do not tilt sideways. They are hinges. It feels, though, because of the way it's assembled, there's enough wiggle where you're like, oh, this feels like a ball joint. I could easily see someone trying to tilt the torso sideways and just snapping the hinge off. That would be real unfortunate. Uh, so there's there's a lot of good about the figure. 
There's a, there's also a lot like this is not as well polished production wise as like Shinkocha Seho Fig Arts. Yeah. Uh and 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 I'm not like it's not just me having my little beef here. A lot of the problems I had were eerily NECA in a way that I do not expect from high end Bandai. Uh, I was appalled to see, because it's not just that there was glue in the joint, but when you, I know this from experience, if you super glue a joint and then put it into a clamshell package and close everything before the glue's dried, the glue will not only dry, it'll vaporize a white misty finish around where it dried because the, that, that vapor has nowhere to go. And there is some of that inside some of the joints around where the joint is. Like it's covered by the skirt armor, but yeah. it's like that ribbed black sculpt on, on the, the quote unquote bodysuit. One of the, one of the bits, like there's vaporized super glue dry stuff all over one of those things. And I was like, yeah, this tells me that this was rushed, uh, in a really disappointing way. <laughs> Maybe it was a thing where they thought they were going to have the license like longer or like a more like, open to it, and then maybe negotiations with McFarlane just turned into, well, we're the only one doing figures of uh, Warhammer 40k, so I know you've kind of, like, had this negotiation, but just get the figure out, and then, sorry, but that's all you're getting, type thing. Yeah. Some some folks told me that they thought that, I haven't looked into it, but, like, some folks were saying that when the announcement happened, they said there would be at least two colorways. They said 100%. So I was going to not talk about this because I was like, oh, maybe I'm stupid. And it was only the McFarlane got announced. I was in my head when you said this would never happen again. I was like, no, but they announced a gray one. They announced one you'd be able to paint. That's that's McFarlane who announced the gray one. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, when this was announced, they also announced like one that you can paint. I'm like, I'm so sure. I haven't looked into it. McFarlane absolutely is doing the unpainted one. That's the chase figure is the unpainted one, uh, which is funny. That means it's actually more expensive than the painted one (laughs) Uh, on the aftermarket, at least Um, by like five bucks. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, I mean... There is a way, like, I think that this is a separate enough product that this could come out again, at least in Japan, in another colorway. Yeah. But I, I'll be surprised if it happens. I, uh, I guess my thing with, like, Warhammer 40k spin-off media merchandise in general, which is, like, always going to kind of vex me a bit, is I actually really don't care about the Ultramarines at all. Like, yeah. I think they're so, like, yeah. whatever. I'm, like, I feel like I'm one of those guys that when they see a new Optimus Prime comes out, they're like, oh my god, another Optimus Prime. But I'm like that, like, oh my god, you're focusing on the Ultramarines again. Like, when the Warhammer 40k video game came out, when they did that Ultramarine CG movie, I'm like, okay, of course the only Bandai figure that's going to come out is a friggin' Ultramarine. Yeah. Like, please, do do something else. Do something other... And that's why I'm kind of, like, I'm really excited for the McFarlane line, because they're like, hey, yeah. who does Necrom stuff? No one. We are. Hello. Well, also, it's worth noting, the Warhammer 40k is about to move into a new edition for the first time in a few years. Who? And the new starter set is Necrons versus Space Marines. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And there, sense and there is a, the there's way. a new range of Necron models about to come out in the fall. So that's I'm that's just, probably why. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, if they can get to doing like Chaos Space Marines and they do like a Thousand Sun seven inch action figure, I'm like, which is very funny because a Thousand Suns as are basically just blue Space Marines like the Ultramarines are. But they're evil and cool. And they have um, Egyptian helmets. They have Egyptian helmets, and it's dope. And they have a librarian. Um, yeah. It's very good. Also, um, the, thousand, the Thousand Suns are sealed suits of armor with dust inside. It's so good! It's so good! It was the one, um, like, legion that I army-builded when I was into 40k in middle school. Yeah. Um, they just, like, really spoke to me, and I loved reading through their lore. Uh, I, I would get, like three to four McFar, and that's and you know this is really cool to have like as a centerpiece thing but i almost feel like 
if like let's say the two lines were running concurrently you would get like your general to be the bandai figure and then like yeah. a bunch of like troops to be the mcfarlane ones just to not be spending 120 dollars per space marine Although like, it would be pretty hard to troop build these, I feel. What's funny is that the Bandai one is straight up just a goon. Yeah. And the McFarlane <laughs> one is the sergeant with the red helmet. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have this friggin' like, grunt who's like prim, proper, nice paint, <laughs> super articulated, and he's going to work for his doofus general. Yeah. No, this, this is the tryhard member of the squad. <laughs> <laughs> he follows uh, everything by the letter um but yeah I'm, I'm happy to hear despite like foibles with like uh the joints he turned out well sad yeah. to hear hard to get and I, i'm kind of hyped to do a little video i'll, I'll, I'll say also because this was a question i had this there's nothing about this figure that looks like a model kit like this is a a fig arts style product with how some of the joints work nice. um i could see a kit version of it because there are a lot of ball joints involved but like I, I, I there are screws in this figure too, and and uh, at least I think one pin somewhere. So like, it's it's not a model kit. It's it is an action figure. But yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, my my big get. It's a, oh, it's a fun it's a figure. Get. It's That's also like it's fragi- it, this is the other bummer about it. Its fragilities are of such a nature. I would not feel good about handing this to someone and saying, "Here, check this out." Because I'm like, there's too many. It's like a neck toy. There's too many spots where something could just go wrong if you yeah. don't know the figure inside out. Here, uh, let me play with it in front of you. Yeah, like, Look let me show how this works. Having. Anyway, never touch this. I'm putting it back in the box now. <laughs> also, oh, well. also, the box, it's a its a box with a window on the front and a clamshell inside and then a slip okay. cover over top. For some reason, and i it still is happening because I repackaged it, that slip cover is near impossible to pry off of the box and I don't understand how it's happening. Hmm. I don't know what is causing the... It's like a vacuum seal forms. Uh, anyway, that's, that's yet another thing about it. Um, any other off-topic stuff on your end that is not figures you wanted to t- to touch on? Um, you know, I've really just been playing a bunch of video games, like, during this quarantine. Like, I, you know, been doing, I beat Final Fantasy VII, not the remake, the original PS1. Hell yeah. Hey, please go back in time and tell my little Nintendo, Nintendo fanboy self in the early 2000s that I was wrong, actually, and Final Fantasy is cool. Uh, that like, as game, much as I wanted to say on game, message boards, it's not. It's pretty cool. That game, I played that game as I started high school, and that game blew my mind for literal years. I can so see... Because the one thing playing this game where I'm like, it's surprisingly not dated, except for when, like, stuff where I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, but if I was playing this in the 90s, early 2000s, is where I'd be like, oh, this is, like, the sickest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, like, like summoning, like, summoning animations, I'm like... Oh, that's like a neat animation. I can imagine seeing it for the first time back then, being like, "Holy crap!" Well, you know, you know the cutscene when that the the ocean weapon attacks the the city that can like transform yes. into a defense fortress. Yep. Uh, what's it called? It's Junin, I think. Yeah, Junon, and like it, it's going up against the ultimate weapon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sequence with that that one track they only use the one time. The weapon like going the city like all the walls going up. They're shooting all this fire at the thing, and it's not working. I had a save just so I could rewatch that cutscene whenever I wanted to. It's pretty was, good. I was like, that cutscene is so cool, especially when I'm like 14. Uh, also, it's even, I, it's even cool now. It's even cool now. Well, I, I rented that. Another story about that game. I rented that game first, and I didn't own a memory card for my PlayStation. Oh, that's rough. And I, I was up to the part where I got to the top of Shinra Tower. And then I was like, Mom, I want to go get a memory card. And like, we went out and bought a memory card. 
and I stuck it in so I could save my progress, and then it was like, oh, this memory card doesn't work until you reset the system. Oh, that's so depressing. So I had to replay the entire game, like, having already you, gotten you up to the top of Shinra Tower. You had to redo basically all of Midgar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that's a good section to redo, at least, because you could even get, like, secrets that you missed. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff that I missed. I'm like, wow, there's, like, you would not see a AAA video game now hide stuff from you. Yeah. Like, characters, like, party members, whatever, like... They want you to see all the stuff they put the money in. This game's like, oh, whatever, man. You miss a boss, you miss a boss. Yeah, tough luck. Entire bosses. I remember when I was trying not to tell you, but I kept asking you about the two the two weapons that weren't in the Japanese version of the game that they added to make it harder. Well, you met the green one. I know for I a fact. Did. did you ever meet the red one? I did. I went back and I like did the requirements to find Ruby, who just <laughs> sorry, oops, I cursed. Uh, who just oh, came no. out of? I know that's rough. Um... <laughs> Sorry, ooh, I tried real hard there. <laughs> Talking about Final Fantasy VII got me uh, hot and bothered. Uh, also, it's Ruby out, Weapon. It's Ruby it's Weapon. Ruby Weapon, who, yeah, who comes out of the sand and also just destroys me. Just yeah. absolutely nothing I can do. And I, like, went back after... It was after I, like, leveled up for fighting the final boss. So I was like, oh, I can probably at least do some damage to this thing. Absolutely not. No, like, the, as far... What I remember, and I might be wrong now, because this is, this is me going off knowledge I had in, like, the early 2000s, is Ruby Weapon and Emerald Weapon... Emerald Weapon, you had to have a thing so you wouldn't die from oxygen loss, first off. Yes, which I, which I did not uh, have. And then it was it was basically infinite cycle Knights of the Round is how you beat them. So, like, you get a yeah. chain going where you, you shoot off Knights of the Round over and over again, and, like, that was the way to beat them. <laughs> I looked up some cheese videos for the bosses, just because I was also, like, I, I was not going to breed the gold chocobo. I'm, like, you know, maybe I'll go back and do that at some point, but I was not able to, like, commit to getting Knights of the Round. Yeah. Um, I will say, is, like, kind of my last thought on FF7 is, so I got to the final boss, who, spoiler alert, is Sephiroth, by the way. What? Spoilers for this game. I know, it's kind of wild. Um, And I had... A certain materia equipped that made it an interesting last encounter. I had the um, like counter attack materia, where once Cloud gets attacked, he automatically goes back with a physical attack. Mm-hmm. So you get to the end of the game, and it's Cloud versus shirtless Sephiroth. Oh no! And what's supposed to happen <laughs> is he attacks you, and then you do Omni Slash, and you win. So instead, what happens? He attacks me. Cloud counters, and Sephiroth dies from a counter attack, and I never get to do the Omni Slash. <laughs> and I was like. That's really funny. I can't even be mad. That's really because it's just really because Cloud does this like eh slash, and Sephiroth's like ah, and it just blows up. And, and I'm explodes. like, oh, that's supposed that's supposed to be Omni Slash, huh? It's oh, a per- well. that's, that's 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 one of my favorite things about Sephiroth. I legit get hype about Sephiroth because he activates so every. He, that that is me suddenly turning fourteen again and thinking long coats and gigantic swords are cool. Uh... But I also love it when he gets chumped, because I'm like, that's a perfect way for Sephiroth yeah. to go down. So, so <laughs> I, I think my view of FF7 has been, no offense to 14-year-old Chris who thought long coats and, like, big swords were cool, but my only interaction with the game was people who were obsessed with the game online. Yeah. And the only thing they want to tell you is how dope and badass the game is, and none of the goofy stuff that's in the game. Yeah. Like, they kind of don't want to admit the humor is in there. So I, my impression of this game was just, like, it was Cloud and Sephiroth brooding at each other for, like, 80 hours or whatever, which is not the game at all. No. It's like, if you've never played this game, like, the Switch PS4, like, PC port lets you play the game at triple the speed, lets mm-hmm. you turn off random encounters, and if you're, like, really, like, oh, man, like, I find JRPG combat pretty difficult, lets you 
heal, max heal, max MP, and max limit gauge. Like, there's a button for it for, like, whatever turn you want. So if you're really struggling, like, it's a great way to get through the game. Really, really recommended. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I can see why it's in the video game canon, as it were. Like, mm-hmm. like from start to finish, just really enjoyable. Still pretty funny, Um, like, to this day. Like, I had a great time with it. I also loved, like, because I had forgotten, it's a, it's a very large game, and it's easy to, yeah. to, over time, kind of forget bits of it, and I was having fun watching you tweeting through it, especially when it was stuff like, if I remember right, it was just stuff like a screenshot, and you're like, am I playing a snowboarding minigame? Yes! <laughs> the snowboarding minigame and the tower defense game, I was like, do people just not talk about this game and, like, the weird stuff in it? Because I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. There's a or, motorcycle or, section. What's even, going on? Even the golden saucer, like the fact that yeah. you could you could spend three to three plus hours maxing oh, yeah. out the golden saucer alone. Yep, hundred percent. So much good stuff. The the only thing about the golden saucer I learned much later in life is that the paper rock scissors fighting game is in fact designed to be unfair. Uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, there's like a thing where it's like, you know, basically paper, rock, scissors, and you go up against increasingly difficult opponents. And yeah. I believe that it was deduced through the programming that, like, there is, in fact, no way to to have skill at that game. No. Uh, it is, you mean, like, it when is... it does the roulette and it gives you random buffs and debuffs? Or am I... No, it's it's the one where it's like there's a hologram of you, and that's the character oh, oh, you're the playing. Other, yeah, sorry, not the gauntlet. Yeah, 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 the other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, do it's like do punch, kick, or, or block or something. Yes. And... Yeah, okay. Oh, it's high, yeah, high think, mid, low. That's what it was. I think I specifically did not do that one a lot because it seemed not fun. Yeah, so it that's is, why I kind it, of forgot. The only reason to do that one is if you want to see all the character models that you end up fighting because there's there's some funny character models in there. Okay, uh, but you can just look at pictures of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I've been playing some games of my own just to Ooh. cap this off. Uh, Let's hear about them. I, I talked about all my solo gaming, and I think I'd mentioned previous... I, I, let me just look at my, my thing here. Oh, no, this is a week ago. I've been playing two solo games that have really... I've already been enjoying solo board gaming, but I played a couple games that are like... Like, this is really showing me how deep this st- like a box can get. Uh, I've been playing Renegade, which is by uh, by the, in- the Internet's own Ricky Royal, who is a big solo board game advocate. Uh it's kind of a hard game to find right now, and it's 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 between reprints, and it has two expansions designed for it that haven't come out, and it it changed its company changed ownership, and Renegade appears to be something that fell straight through all the cracks. Uh, but it's a really fun, really deep game that you can play. You can play it with up to up to five players, but even just playing on your own, the game adjusts for solo really well. Uh, and you're like going around on this on these hex boards. You're you're a hacker. Who's going onto servers? Each hex you, space you go into is a partition, and you're trying to take out evil artificial intelligences with all of your hacker powers. That sounds really cool. It's it's like very the, cool. I like the character design on this um, this image that you sent me. Like, um, I, I I like the uh, the little like. Uh, character figure and um just like all the art on the box it's really cool yeah there's uh there's four main colors each you can only run you can't run like two characters of the same color but there's four main colors and each color has two different character options and then there's one purple character who's kind of like a a special character uh which is all in the box uh there's 
a tutorial AI that you can play against, which is like a, an AI designed to just walk you through the game. And then there are four different AI opponents of increasing difficulty. And then each one of them has gold, silver, and copper countermeasures. There's a deck for each of those countermeasures. You randomly pick one of each color, depending on the AI. The big one, Mother, takes two silver uh, countermeasures because she's harder. So there's just there's tons of replayability in this thing. Uh, playing through it a few times, I was starting to see like just how it, it's a it's a card it's a card game primarily yeah. uh, with with hand management where you're dealing with like you can buy cards from the hack shack where you can you can see some of the cards <laughs> available yeah you can you can see four cards always available from the hack shack and you can spend cards out of your hand to replace them with with hack shack cards and so it's like hand management it's action optimization it's a little bit of area control it's, it's really fun um and then the other game i've been playing is is another one that's very similar called spirit island i have multiple photos for this one uh i've been playing this see one very here. recently i started playing this uh just yesterday or the day before um oh, okay. Well, Spirit, I like this rock golem, man. He looks fun. Yeah, Spirit Island is, is as the game describes itself, it is a settler destruction game. <gasps> You've told me about this. Okay, yeah, go so, on. So a lot of games, uh, as I understand, lots of board games about civilization building and stuff involve you playing as colonizers who show up on land masses that, for the most part, happen to be mostly unoccupied. Uh, and you, you set up colonies there. So Spirit Island, uh, there's an island called Spirit Island. It's inhabited by, by, uh, by humans. Um, that was something that actually I was, I was a little bit, a little bit unsure of is that the natives were represented by these, these wooden mushrooms. And I was like, does that mean like the natives are mushrooms? Cause, Ooh. cause the theme of the game is that you you are a you, you represent a, one of many spirits on this island. Colonizers show up like they're playing a Civ game, and you are driving them away through destruction and fear, which is kind of fun because it's like an anti-colonization game. <laughs> uh, yeah. But as I looked into the lore and I looked into the, the cards and stuff, no, those mushrooms are just huts. But there there are actual human natives on the island who are um like they are your followers, your allies. They are a resource. The the one thing about the game that that does diminish the message a little bit is you are not a native. You are this sort of um un, like kind of you're a spirit. So you're a little bit separate from the humans who live on the island. And some at least two of the spirits, one of them very much so. Like there are things you can do that involve using the natives in a way where they don't survive necessarily to drive Ooh. the to drive the invaders away. Okay. Um some of that mechanic thankfully is represented more as the natives are a defense force and so they do take losses but they strike back. Right. Uh and but there are cards like I won my first solo game using that rock guy who's based on being literally the earth but I won with a card called like poison the land or something. Yeah, poisoned land. And it's like you blight your own land and also wipe out all natives on the patch of land that you're hitting because you're also dealing one fear and a massive amount of damage. So part if you play the game more in character, like what I did was I tried to get the natives out of there so I could just blight that part of the land and, and basically like sunder it because there were tons of towns and little cities building up on it. Uh and, and then I ended up winning through fear, which is I just kept scaring them so much I raised the terror level. Uh, so they just so kept high. leaving, or yeah. If you if you look on the board in the top left, that's where the fear cards are. Okay. And if you re if you end up caught like like taking the last fear card off the top, you reveal that thing that says victory. And that's oh, basically that. that's one of the natives like you know pointing at the invaders and going get like out. get out, get off. 
the other victory conditions, as the like, the opening condition is wipe out the invaders. If you get to to terror level two, it's wipe out all their all their towns and cities. If you get to terror level three, it's just wipe out their cities. And then if you if you get to terror level four, it means you just scared them off wholesale. Okay, so there's like destructive ways to get them off, and there's also just like they packed up and left. Yeah, and and destroying their structures also builds up more fear. So it's like you're Which you're basically. Sense, yeah. Yeah, you're, and, and, and the way you can lose is if they go through their whole exploration deck, or if you run out of blight. That means they blighted the island. Uh, and that's that's them ravaging all the resources and stuff. It's a really... So this all is a really cool game. Uh, there are eight characters in the box, eight spirits, that all play completely different from yeah. one another. Uh, you can play this on your own as just one. Uh, each spirit you play... You can play up to four spirits, and that can be four players. That could just be you running... Two to four spirits, yeah, because yeah. because they're all so different, they synergize and have combos. It's it's also hand management again with cards, and so you you can build these synergies and combos between the characters, which is uh, really exciting. What's really cool is the way I'm playing it. There's four. All the spirits have a complexity level, and there's four low complexity spirits that they recommend you play first. Those four spirits also come with a power progression card where they're like, hey, if you're really new to the game, instead of drawing from the two different decks of powers. Just make one draw deck of these seven cards in this order and play the game like that, where you draw from those. So it like really simplifies the game down so you can just kind of get into it. I love that the game does this. Uh, also, the space on the board there that says Blight, where it's like there's five Blight and if you run out, the game's over. That's also yeah. a that's a, a beginner thing to do. There's cards you can put there. Uh, you can select one randomly, which is a health card. And it's like when the island's healthy... It's like this, when you run, when you go through so much blight, flip the card over, and now there's an ongoing blight effect that is, that is negative, that's affecting you. So the game can simplify itself down for your sake, and then in the same system, get more complex, and then in the same system, add more players and more spirits. And it's fascinating to me. Like, it's so, so deep. Uh, the invaders, there's like three different, named invader countries you can use as well that have their own scaling powers and not only that they all have like six levels of difficulty each as well uh it's so cool like how much game there is in this and then like i, I bought an expansion for it because it was it was cheap and it comes with two more spirits and another invader type and then there's an expansion coming out like in a couple months with another 10 spirits so oh, uh, 10 spirits yeah that really is a lot of options to play the game then huh yeah, the, the expansion adds, like, another ten spirits and the ability to play up to six spirits. So they give you all the extra board parts and all the extra resources. So, like, you could run a crazy six-spirit game on a giant island. Uh, there's also, like, not even on... There's a... The expansion comes with the top of the board that's missing that adds a, a thing of, like, if randomized events that can happen in the game as well. Like it's This is a game that, like, can be as simple as you want or as complex as you want. It's, it's so cool. I, I heard someone refer to this as, like, a really good game gateway game to really heavy like heavier board games and like i don't know board games that well i'm still really new to this but like it feels like that's an accurate representation like it's it's really cool this game uh it's kind of really i'm really into this one conceptually i'm like really impressed yeah and uh i mean also i bought this game it (laughs) took me a bit to to get it out uh i bought this right when lockdown started and its price has gone up since because of the canadian dollar uh, so it's kind of an expensive game because there's a lot of stuff in it. Um, but like, 
I, I'm really enjoying it. And like, I'm kind of excited to, to keep playing it and just keep like, all I'm doing right now is I'm playing the four low complexity spirits with the preset decks. And I'm like, I'm going to play it one game at least of each of these before I start randomizing the draw deck. And then after I play a bit of that, I'll try, a, I'll add a health card, you know, to make the blight have more effects. And then I'll start messing with the other spirits. I might eventually try running two spirits, but like, I'm already so satisfied just running one spirit in like easy mode. Uh, and, and, and yeah, like with the, another expansion coming out, there being like 20 spirits to, to mix and match. I'm like, this feels like I'm getting like an entire like TCG system almost. Do you but, remember like, how much you paid? I paid like 60 bucks. Okay. So yeah, it's definitely, it, it went up 10 or 20 on, bucks. Yeah. It's 90 on Amazon, but maybe at like an actual game store it would be less. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not 90. And I'm going to look right now. Cause I know 401 okay. has it. Um, that's where I got it right before it went up. Uh, but right now on 401, it is, uh, oh, they sold out. Everyone bought it. Uh, oh, it went up again. They heard so, this podcast. So when I got it, it was 60 bucks. And then right after I bought it, it went up to 70 bucks. Now it's at 74. Okay. So like extra four bucks is not the worst thing in the world, I guess. But yeah, so it's currently sold out though. 401. At 401, yeah, but a lot of okay. other stores, I think, still have it installed. I'm going to look into this one. This seems, this one sounds really cool. Yeah, and, and it's also it's cooperative. It's it's out of the base box up to four players. Like, so you can easily play with two people. Um, I get the impression that playing it solo is easier to learn it, though. Uh, because, yeah. because you also are, like, the, the invaders are an entire little sort of like an AI system, a very simple one. Uh, so it'd probably be better to play it solo a bit so you know how it runs and then introduce another player. Like, if if we're able to... I'll say it again. If my lofty dream of us ever meeting in person again this year can happen, yes. uh, I feel like I'd be in a position to, like, bring this game along with me and then, like, for instance, like, like uh, you and me and, like, one or two other people could sit down and play it. I know how to run the invaders, which means that you guys could just focus on running the low-complexity spirits. Uh... And, and when I say low complexity, it's just that there's a rock one who's slow and defensive. There's a water one who's like a control character. Uh, there's a red, there's a red one who is complete and utter damage. And then yeah. there's a, there's a, a, a black one who is fear. And so it's like the four play styles boiled down into four characters. Okay. But like, then there's, there's another six characters in the, that I got in the box right now. And like, one of them is called the bringer of dreams and nightmares. <laughs> Oh, that's me. Who who looks like you know uh what is it um the the Satan character from Night on Bald Mountain? Uh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it looks like a character whose entire playstyle is just like you have to do a lot of really clever hand management and really clever card combos to just utterly terrorize everything on the island. Uh also, whenever you whenever you do hit the fear level down and you draw a fear card, like that's another effect that happens once to the invaders, and like there's some cool stuff in there, and then you have to play your cards for the turn before you know what the fear effects are if you have any lined up. Like it's it's a really awesome game system to me. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like I I and I, I got in a game right before we did this podcast. <laughs> oh wow, okay, cool. And I, I'm kind of planning to get in one more after we're done. Uh, I, I I've been so like because I think not being, like, into board games, you kind of just are like, well, how do you play a board game by yourself? That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do, play Monopoly by yourself? Ridiculous. But then you kind of realize, like, oh, board games are so much of a bigger thing than, like, the mainstream ones that are sold just at, like, a Toys R Us or a... Yeah. Or whatever. Like, there's just so much more to it. So, it's a sh- I- On one hand, it's a shame that I'm learning about all of this 
when I can't just go to, like, my friendly local game store and, like, ask and pick stuff up. But it's also like, hey, this is a good time to learn about it if I, even though I can just order one to have in this house now. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's, it's cool to, like, there's an entire other genre of board game, which, like, I feel like most people don't even know exist. It's been the silver lining of lockdown is learning all of this stuff, not just about board games, but then specifically solo game systems as well, uh, has been a fascinating self-education. And uh, the one other thing is most of these games, if you get Tabletop Simulator on Steam uh, and you learn how to use its kind of kind of weird uh, oh, Uncanny Valley them? thing, a lot of these games have modules on Tabletop Simulator that are unofficial and thus free, basically. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. You, um, you, just re- you can just learn them and recreate them through through that. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, it's 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 become a way to play a game before you buy it, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. But there's also like a lot of playthroughs. There's a lot of dedicated YouTube channels that just do. The one bummer is that a lot of them do solo game playthroughs, but most of them are like we're doing this one playthrough that's halfway introductory and then moving on to another game. But yeah. uh, Spirit Island is one where I found a couple channels uh, just the other night because I, I was hungry to watch this game get played more. Um, there are a couple channels that are just doing playthroughs of Spirit Island now. Where it's like, yeah, I'm just I'm running this spirit against this level of this enemy, uh, and we're running with event cards, and we're just gonna go. It's just a and let's play of a board game campaign. I basically, yeah, uh, that's something I've been wanting to get going on my own medias, and seeing, like, especially playing Spirit Island, I'm like, yeah, if I can get a setup going, like, Spirit Island is something that you could just weekly have a sit down and play, and like, it's like TCG gameplay stuff. Like, once you know how the rules work, you can start seeing the nuance, the tactics, and everything. Like, oh man. It's, I'm I'm really happy with it. <laughs> okay, that that's a good sell. I'm really I'm really tempted to. I would like to play this sooner rather than later. Is what I will say. Yeah, I I would say especially for what it costs in Canada now, it's something that you really should try to play before you buy it. Uh, yeah, I I bought it on recommendation of a lot of um, best solo games of 2019 lists, where this one topped out Mage Knight, which has been Mage Knight's been considered the best solo game of all time for like ten years. Uh, right. I also want to buy that one now because Renegade is is by a guy who is a big fan of Mage Knight and Spirit Island topped Mage Knight. I really like both of them. I am starting to think I'm already re- <laughs> Mage Knight had an Ultimate Edition come out, which is way cheaper than buying all of Mage Knight. Uh, it's sold out since lockdown started, and I missed out. There was a damaged copy for thirty bucks off on Meeple Mart for like a week oh, no. last year, and I let it go. And I was like, oh, Dang. whatever. When am I ever going to play that? And now I'm like, if I. Even if I hadn't opened it since yeah, I bought it. Yeah, it turns out you would have had a good six to nine months to play it. Yeah. Depending yeah. on how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if it, I'll say again, if anyone out there listening like wants to know more about this stuff, I am not an expert, but I just have I've done a lot of research into this in the last couple months, so it's very fresh in my head. Uh, it's probably a little more difficult to go into it in, in the podcast thread, but I can try. But also, if you just hit me up on Twitter or something, like... I, I can at least like show you some links if you want to look into these kind of things. Because uh, it is a great way to keep your brain engaged without looking at a screen, and that was one of the big draws to me of, of solo board gaming. Because I like playing video games, too. But like now, all my interactions with people I know is also through a screen. Okay, boomer. 100%. Wow. Uh, and you know, man, back in we, my you day... You put down the screen, man. Back in my day, we Talk used... Talk to a person. I would roll a wheel with a stick back in my day... Uh, talk to a Jeez. person. You put kids. down the phones. <laughs> uh, I just want to. I also I want to give my eyes a rest because my eyes can't take screen all the time. 
That's actually fair. That's 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 fair. All of that. It's cool to have a thing that is as engaging as a video game to me that means I can I can do like I also am, like I'm, I'm I have a bunch of games lined up I want to play that I got that were on sale like I, I got control finally and I really want to play oh, through sick. control yeah 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 uh but I like having these analog ones too um and and I've been talking about like Renegade and Spirit Island those are like a little heavier to get into like there's a ton of light ones I've been playing uh, that that are less expensive and also way easier and way faster and boy there's a lot of really good gaming stuff out there that is not just like friggin uh gigantic lifestyle games or you know Catan and stuff that's been around for nearly 20 years um, yeah there see there's a whole world out there of people making cool tabletop stuff yeah anyway uh i'm going to keep rambling about that if i don't stop so i'm going to stop myself um, better stop Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Ryan Hoopla. That's me. Thank you for joining me. Oh, you're uh, welcome, Chris Vangelis. To, to talk about primarily Scrapper, I admit. Um, I want to throw it out there. Uh, you, you are listed as a staff member on an Etsy store. Whoa, it's true. I am a marketer and dispatcher on <laughs> the Bozy Bazaar, B-O-S-I-E, however you spell bazaar. I don't know. B-A-Z-A-A-R, I believe. Um, where we have some fun stickers, some fun TCG tokens for the Transformers TCG, uh, some Comet Rider charms, and in support of Black Lives Matter, we have designed, my girlfriend being the one who designs all the merchandise, a Godzilla sticker mm-hmm. um, that will be going up for pre-order. Um, I don't know when this podcast is going up. It might already be up in the store. might be going up a couple of days after that. Who knows? Um, and all, all the proceeds, a hundred percent are going to be going to bail funds, mm-hmm. uh, and black mental health, um, charities for black youth, um, in support of everything that's going on in the current times. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, free shipping on stickers if you're in Canada or the U S and that's, that's my show time. That's, that's my designated ad read. I'll say I, I put it, I put it in order. Uh, I know. When, I hope you get it soon. I keep getting upset. Oh no, no worries, no worries. But I put it in order because you got the uh, the Bozy Bazaar has a real sick uh, sword lesbian RC sticker. It's Pride Month. Buy the sword lesbian RC sticker. Show bought, your pride. I bought one for me and one for my mom because my mom my mom loves RC and keeps getting oh, yeah. hype when I tell her how cool RC got in IDW. Um, my mom also has trouble reading uh, comics at length, and I don't know where to get her to start reading comics for IDW. I got her to read some, but uh, it's hard to get her down the path of reading the IDW RC story because it kind of sprawls. Yeah. And, and it's like, do you want to read Spotlight RC or do you want to just skip that part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she kind of yeah. had her hands in like most of the books, so yeah, it's a little... There's a lot. There's, There's a lot, lot of RC. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, in terms of Transformers stuff, there is that fun RC sticker. There's a Sharkticon pin. Where he's TCG a counters? TCG counters. There's stuff in there. Place an order, why don't you? Yeah, I support it. I am fully biased. Bear in mind, I support it. Support local uh, artists. Or not support, local, if you don't live in Toronto. Support artists I know. <laughs> do it. Do it, cowards. Uh, but thanks for having me on the show, Chris. No worries. And uh, yeah, we, we uh, are going to continue on recording shows. As I mentioned at the top of the last show, uh, we I, I did oh, kind of just not record anything first week of June because I, I wanted to put my brain elsewhere. Um, but we're back poking at this stuff. I'm still chugging along. Uh, no, you know, if stuff slows down, it slows down. But you all know where to find me. 
Um, and thank you all for still listening. I hope you're all keeping yourselves as safe as can be, uh, taking what action you can. Uh, and and remember, like if you can't do one thing and you really want to help out, even just signal boosting, even just, I, I saw this. I thought this was a beautiful sentiment. You are helping out even if you are just seeing to it that you make it through the day into the next day. 100%. So, uh, you know, do what you can. And if that's what you can do, that is still something. And I am still proud of you for doing it. Uh, so until next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. Stay safe. Have fun, everyone. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.